Tennessee-Alabama game where Nick went down. And, and what is more enjoyable, people, than seeing Nick go apeshit on the sidelines yelling at some kid after he had been on, uh, you know, any number of interviews where he tries to act like a human being and says, oh. <laughs> it's all about the kids. And then he Woody Hayes, this guy. I mean, uh, it was insane. I mean, he stopped just short of Bobby Knight, the kid, and uh, strangling him, uh, you know, right there on the sidelines in the middle of a game. All that being said, now... People always made this equation, right? That penalties fall upon the responsibility of coaches. That it's not players that commit penalties, but if you have an inordinate number of penalties, an absurd number of penalties in a game, that it falls on the idea that maybe you're not coaching well. So then how would you ever justify Nick Saban's team getting penalized 17 times in a game against Tennessee? 17 times. That's crazy. Nick. What's going on there? Where's the discipline, Nikki boy? The time. Wake up with Defo, joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defo Show. All right, Luby, uh, I'm not sure I can do this anymore. I don't know that I can sit here and try to entertain people by talking about the sporting world and some kind of funky fashion as we have been for 12 years. Uh, I'm not sure I can subject you to uh, what's happening, the abuse that's taking place uh, on this program. Because uh, to tell you the truth, people, and, you know, I hate to say this because, uh, you know, I, I feel a deep love and, and respect for all of you that have followed us uh, into this format and this platform, but I, I just can't let myself be objectified any longer like this. You, Luby, I mean, uh, do you not feel completely totally. objectified? Women are staring at you Definitely. as if all you were was a, a giant, Jewish schlong. Well, I guess uh, that's a bit <laughs> of an oxymoron. All right. I, I don't know that I can pull this off. You know, immediately getting into <laughs> Jewish dick Jewish jokes. <laughs> All right. We apologize, man. I, oh, you know, I just, I, I, I'm I'm looking at this Meghan Markle stuff, and uh, I'm just fascinated by it, that uh, anybody could go on a show where your job is to look as gorgeous as the other 24 girls on the show. And, uh, you know, let's face it. I mean, that show wasn't all that appealing in terms of its excitement level. The concept was kind of lame. Okay, you pick a suitcase. All right, that wasn't a good one. Howie Mandel, you know, was a weird guy and, you know, kind of made uh, for an interesting host for that show. But, uh, you know, the, the real fascination was how hot yep. are these babes? Honestly. Okay, so you take a job as being one of those babes. What are you expecting? That you're going to be uh, reciting Shakespeare somewhere in the middle of the show? Let's take a break here so Meghan Markle can demonstrate that she has a brain in addition to a pair of hot tits <laughs> and legs. It's almost like Pam uh, Anderson being mad about Baywatch. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it was Baywatch. <laughs> what did you think it was? <laughs> Feeling, uh, you know, Hasselbeck, uh, you know, complaining exactly. about the fact that a lot of people only tuned in to say, hey, I wish I had a head of hair like that. Exactly. <laughs> was it Hasselbeck? Hasselhoff. Uh, Hasselbeck is the guy that has no hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The brothers' quarterbacks, yes. You let me get away with that one, though, Louis. You that got me nice. on that one. I forgot it was Hasselhoff. Immediately, like, jumped down my throat and go, you're wrong! I forgot his name. I'm not going to lie to you. You had me. <laughs> it was something like that. We, David we that. Hasselhoff, yes, David. Well, I, and, and that just uh, ex exemplifies uh, the point there and, uh, you know, uh, really pinpoints uh, exactly what we're talking. Who, who watched for Hasselhoff? Nobody. Nobody gave a shit what that guy was doing. It was like, uh, let, let's see the babes, right? Yep. Who else was on there? Pam Anderson. You had uh, Yasmin Bleeth, a couple did. of other uh, hotties. Uh, that, uh, Gina Nolan. Were you watching the show for the uh, dialogue? I don't think so. No, 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 no. Boy, that's a well-written show. I tell you what. <laughs> 
It's right up there with the newsroom, yeah, which exactly. was a little overwritten, by the way, because newsrooms really aren't all that sophisticated. And people didn't have that much concern about, uh, you know, each other the and news. the integrity of yeah, the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There might have been some of that. But uh, by and large, they were just hoping to get the job done so they could get the fuck out of there and go home. <laughs> It wasn't all this debate. Well, I don't know if we do that. Get out of here. Just get it on the air. All right. Uh, great to be with you. Um, I, and as I said yesterday, I, I think the Yankee fans, I mean, wow, oh my God. it's intensified. <laughs> Mushnick was brilliant today. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I actually selected a couple of uh, things here to uh, just read right out of the newspaper as we, uh, you know. That's great, right? It's not like we don't have uh, a lot of material today because it is a degenerate Friday. And Luby's telling me we have the full complement of degenerates. I think so. To participate on the show. The Greek. Mm-hmm. Greek hasn't really been as suspect as he used to be in the past. Have you noticed that? He's, he's a far more reliable Greek than he used to be. Yes. Same thing with Brandon Lang, man. All of these Lang's guys. They all... Yeah, Lang's been on it. Yeah, I mean, Lang, we used to, like, you know, cross our fingers. Uh, you would say, for sh- ah, there's no way I'm missing a show tomorrow. And then, uh, you know, Luby would be calling. I'd do this big intro. We'd play some music. Uh, circus uh, clowns would come popping out of a Volkswagen because <laughs> it was the deal Volkswagen Degenerate Friday. It was fantastic. And, uh, you know, then uh, <laughs> the person you were trying to reach. Yep. That was funny, too. Uh, uh, you know, and I mentioned this yesterday. It just uh, struck me again. My buddy uh, Sean Mack here is calling like anybody that uh, ever, you know, put on a pair of gloves. To try and figure out who uh, who Panama Lewis was in terms of his uh, actual first name, Carlos Panama Lewis, the uh, fabled uh, disgraced trainer of uh, Aaron Pryor fame, and uh, I-, I can't believe he actually called Don King. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was like ten o'clock at night, right? I mean, Don King's got to be a hundred now, no? I mean, has anybody seen 80s. Don King recently? No. <laughs> no, no. The last time I saw Don King, uh, I, I want to say it was uh, maybe uh, you know. 10 years ago, maybe even further back than that. Yeah, it had to be further back than that. And uh, he was promoting a fight at the Miami Arena. And I went down there to call the fight. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was a Miami Arena. I can't believe it. We were in this giant uh, facility uh, for a fight that was going to attract about 18 fans. But uh, King, I guess, had to put on a show because he had some guy that was 40 years old that he managed that was going to get a heavyweight title shot against one of the Klitschkos if he won this title eliminator at the uh, Miami Arena. And uh, King was kind of, uh, you know, bordering on catatonic when he was rolling around the press conference then. So uh, I guess he's still hanging in there. Uh, he didn't answer the phone. So. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? I mean, uh, <laughs> only in America could a guy call me 10 o'clock at night that's half passed out and ask me if I could remember the first name of Panama Lewis, Carlos right, Panama Lewis. All right, uh, so uh, here, here for the Yankee fans, I, I actually want to read this because maybe it'll buffer uh, some of your uh, anxiety about the series, which doesn't look good right now at 2-0. Uh, you could say, well, geez, you know, the home team just held serve. Yeah. Houston Astros, it's not like the uh, Yankees were completely annihilated. Then they lost one game, what, 4-2, and the other one 3-2 last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, once again, Luby, what was, uh, you know, at, at the very – uh, foundation uh, of the Yankees' frustration and defeat, their own inability to put the bat on the baseball. Yep. I had to get that. And that was actually my egg sandwich coming up that I made. <laughs> that had nothing to do with, like, trying to imitate an umpire calling a strike. Um, 13 more strikeouts last night, which uh, actually is, you know, a manageable number, is it not? That means that they put uh, 14 of their outs in play. Uh, I, I do remember this distinctly. 
And it was emphasized uh, from, uh, I, I don't know about T-ball. I mean, we were unaware of uh, words like productive outs and what that would imply. But did you not hear that terminology as you were young Luby playing second base there for the plantation peanuts or whatever the uh, you know team was that you were playing for? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I don't know. What love did you did you play high school baseball? Were oh, you no. a, a decent baseball player? I was horrible at baseball. baseball was, I was scared of the but They would always put me in the outfield, and I was scared of the ball. Like, I never Oh, yeah, that, ball, that's man. not a good quality. I was have. good in the infield, but they always put the, like, coaches' kids in the infield. Oh, yeah. And I always got thrown into, like, outfield, which was annoying. Um, and I was, I was, you, you, you weren't the fat kid in right field, were you? I was thin. I was always tiny, but I wasn't good. My mom always made fun of the fact that I would play in the sand, but I played until I was 14. I played a long time. I just was not good at baseball. Like baseball, I ne- I was good at other sports, not baseball. Horrible. I, I just remember this. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's not like I played for that many coaches there, but at the Q's, so uh, we had what? We had uh, the buzzard, Andy Monkish. He was a coach at a varsity and uh, a guy named Herm Card. Was the uh, freshman coach, uh, and I had much more contact with him because uh, by the time I got to the second year of the program, I, I knew the program was going to be disbanded, and so there really wasn't much reason to pay attention to uh, whatever regimen Andy Mogish had uh, outlined for you. Although I, you know, I, I didn't mind doing workouts back then, right? You kind of liked being coached back in the day. Is that true? I mean, uh, you know, Something even if you were doing. the worst uh, hippy dippy renegade smoking weed, you know, outside the team bus before you got on it. Uh, you know, you, you didn't mind a little regimen in, in your life when it came to uh, athletics. But but the term that was always popping up uh, throughout any uh, time that I, I played baseball and was listening to any coach or anybody spieling on, a, a color analyst maybe on TV saying, what you want to do if you're going to make an out is make a productive out, okay? You got a guy on third base, what's a productive out? You hit a fly ball, Sack knocks fly. in a run. Yep. You got a guy on uh, second base. What's a productive out? At least you tap one to the right side. There, there's you know uh, less than two away, and uh, you, you at least move the runner to third. So there's a chance that he could score on uh, you know something squeamish there, like a pass ball or a wild pitch or you know any, any kind of fluke play. Uh, you know you want to make productive outs. Isn't that part, you know, I mean, you're hearing to be station to station baseball where, you know, and, and the Dodgers used to operate this way back in the heyday. Of course, heyday was like in the 60s when they were playing this style of ball. I don't know if it would work today, right? Maureen Wells are just checked out. He'd get a walk. He'd work a walk after an eight pitch, nine pitch at bat, steal second, uh, get bunted over to third, and then uh, come home on a squeeze play. Productive outs. That, that's what it was all about. So so you're not making any productive outs if you're striking out 30 times out of 54 outs in two games. Bingo. You're not putting a ball in play. I mean, and uh, now I, I saw our buddy Joe Casale. I have great respect for this man because he's a very passionate fan mm-hmm. and uh, articulate and has been involved in the sporting world for a long time. And uh, he, he's screaming, you know, again, about uh, the, the Yankee lineup and Aaron Boone. And in, in particular, in question, uh, throughout the season, throughout his managerial stint there with the Yanks, is Aaron Boone's uh, apparent and, and seeming mismanagement of the bullpen. Okay. Which you have to look at this and, and maybe think, too, not to defend Aaron Boone, he probably is a buffoon when it comes sucks. to this. But, uh, you know, their bullpen isn't that great. <laughs> the bullpen's – it's like the whole thing with Mattingly. Eventually it wore out because they weren't getting better, but it wasn't on Mattingly. I never blame Mattingly. If you don't give them – like the Barcells thing. Well, what are you going to do? Like groceries. Yeah. What dinner can they make? Like if it's baking soda and uh, stale bread, you're not going to get filet mignon out of that. <laughs> like that's not you're, happening. You're, you're managing a lousy uh, you know, squad of players. And so, you know, if you mismanage them on top of that, that, that only exacerbates the situation. Yes. But, uh, uh, okay, so uh, here's what uh, Mushnik has to say. I'm sorry, but I still don't get it. 
while we can uh, while we can be thankful that Aaron Boone is not an air traffic controller. Goodbye, Aaron. <laughs> that sounds Mayo-esque, doesn't it? That's very funny. Yeah, he's hardly alone. Thanks to analytics, Seattle's one nothing eighteen inning elimination loss to Houston in the ALDS was rather than an intense, unforgettable game, an insufferable six-hour, 22-minute drag. Because the Mariners tried to hit a home run on every swing, they produced only seven hits and struck out 22 times. Oh, Jesus. Uh, You know, this is tough to watch, right? Seattle lost a big lead in uh, game one when manager Scott Service, and this was uh, an atrocity, needlessly replaced two effective relievers with three who then subsequently got walloped. In Wednesday's Game 2 loss to the Padres, Phil's manager, Rob Thompson, pulled reliever Connor Brogdon after he had a 1-2-3, two-strikeout inning. He then tried to improve on perfection, bringing in David Robertson, who quickly got clobbered with three hits, including a home run. They all do it, right? Always. It always happens. This cookie-cutter formula, non-Earl Weaver-esque managing style, just uh, it's... It's a recipe for disaster, right? I mean, why not just uh, write out instead of the scorecard, just write out your own epitaph <laughs> as a manager? I get, like, the numbers help. Look, you, you're the one that loves looking at numbers. It's different numbers, but you like looking at numbers. Numbers are a good thing, but you can't live and die by the numbers. You, no. Like, you got to go with the situation, feel. especially in playoff baseball. It's all about pitchers. If, pitchers is a, if a pitcher's hot, leave him the hell alone. Like, that's – even I know that. Like, come yeah. on, man. Like – but if you're striking out 30 times, no productive outs, there's You're a pretty good chance base, that, like... uh, you know, you're going to lose the ball games, Right? I mean, uh, and here in the Yankees, uh, the big boppers, uh, you know, they, these were uh, boys that were making people forget about the 27 Yankees early in the season. Yeah, whatever. They were going to win 120 games, be the greatest Yankee team ever. Everybody was extolling the virtues of how wonderful it was. And you know what? Aaron Boone, even though you know, he still was in question, it was Megan Markle time, right? The, the Yankee fans, even when the Yankees were like 70-2 and two at the beginning of the season, uh, they, they were like, oh, Jesus, this bony man, those two games. He really choked. All right, uh, this was another tidbit out of a little tidbit uh, segment here of the uh, Mushnick column, which was basically talking about the gist of it, uh, Luby, was about how uh, Tony Romo was hard-pressed to explain the graphic of Romo Vision. Oh, Jesus. That uh, when he tried to voice over what was going on on Romo Vision, obviously – an analytic technique and graphic named and designed in his name. Uh, I guess it was named in his name. Yeah, of course. That makes sense, Steve. Yes. Way to go. Uh, but he, he couldn't even explain it. That That's how, uh, you know, complex uh, the uh, networks, uh, in this case, CBS, are trying to make the game of football for the average clown to understand. It, it's become so complex that even a guy who, whose vision it is can't explain <laughs> can't what that vision it. represents. <laughs> Which I thought was a stroke of genius on the I part of Mushnick that. here. Because, yeah, you know me, I, I, I like, I mean, it, this is very Mayo-esque. It's very contrarian, all of this stuff. But uh, th- this was a good one for you, Luby, because okay. you're a big NBA fan. So yes. I, I wanted to bring this up. Okay. Uh, in their season opening 130-108 to 108 home loss to the Pelicans, the Nets' pregame introductions should have included the Nets introducing themselves to one another. Nah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, <laughs> hey, look at it, Ben Simmons, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, Ben, how the fuck nice are you? Nice to see you. <laughs> I'm Kyrie. <laughs> All right, we have the uh, the Greek coming up here. Greeks, uh, I don't know. Did our boys get clobbered last week? It wasn't good last week. week. Yeah, it wasn't. Nobody? Wasn't. Everybody got uh, uh, well, Remember, they all had very similar. That's the only problem when they have similar plays. They had Penn State. A lot of guys like Penn State, but they all like Tennessee also. When they all have similar plays, it brings down the meat, the average if they're all wrong. Um, Greek was over 3 last week. 
the professor wasn't so bad. The professor, I think, was 500, and Mark Lawrence was around 500. All right. Again, they had similar plays. They, which they were good plays. They were sound. Like Penn State should have been in that game. <laughs> they weren't. Know. Uh, you know what? I, I, that that was a weird one because the common wisdom was just constant pounding of Michigan's schedule. They didn't play anyone. But it doesn't matter. Like you said, if they're good, who cares yeah. who they play? Right. <laughs> uh, like I said, if Roger Federer mows down two qualifiers in the first two rounds of a Grand Slam in his prime, I'm no. not talking about Roger now that he's retired, but, uh, you know, I mean, would you go as he, uh, you know, was about to play, say, Nadal in the third round and say, <laughs> well, he's going to get destroyed here because he hasn't played anybody? It's true. No. You're thinking it's still Roger Federer, man. The guy's great. So sometimes you don't know that about a team. So when you attach that and ascribe that label to them, uh, it doesn't necessarily become beneficial to uh, the fools that unloaded on Penn State, which turned out to be the phony undefeated team. But look, both the professor and Lawrence liked Tennessee. They were high in Tennessee, and that worked out. Yeah, Tennessee then... looked like a good play all the way. I actually thought they would have won the ball game. Uh, you know, outright, yeah. Maybe a little bit more handily. I mean, they won it outright uh, on kind of a fluke. But uh, Alabama had shown had shown such vulnerability that how, how could you not have taken a shot with them, you know, going against a good team on the road like that, especially a difficult place to play, which uh, Tennessee was fined like a hundred thousand dollars for. I mean, is that not something that happens at every Tennessee game where, where the fans just come running onto the field? It seems like they, uh, you know, they knew exactly what to do to get out there. And it wasn't like they were storming the Capitol building there and trying to break down glass with battering rams. The, the people just the security people just let them seep onto the field no not what happened no, uh, they didn't fight it. it it didn't it didn't look like there was a lot of fighting going on no. <laughs> except this one Alabama player like apparently punched well, a kid like, uh, oh no no it wasn't that it was a kid again him uh, was a guy? anyone it was that it was Some a hillbilly? woman no it was a woman oh a woman oh that's geez. why it was worse it was already going to be bad no matter him first of all again to me once they're on the field it's fair game that's why yeah. I didn't care what the Rams did um, but it was a woman, and you can see it's a woman. He looks, can tell who it is, and then I, I don't know if he punches he or punched pushes a woman? her. Yeah, wow. But it was a woman, and that's the big issue is that Burton. Because uh, Nick, uh, I guess you you know exactly what happened there, or you know a pretty good idea. And, and Nick is saying it's still under investigation. There's video. They've shown the video. There's video of it, and, and couldn't he just ask kid, "Hey, did you do this?" I mean, he's probably. But what's lie. the guy going to do? Lie to he's Nick, and then lie. Nick shows him the video yeah. and says, "So what is that?" But uh, Nick is, uh, you know, they're investigating. They don't know what to do with this situation. He want, well, he needs a kid. His receiving core is not what it's been the last few years. He doesn't have three first-rounders. Burton Kid's a big part of his receiving core. He yeah. needs the kid, and he's pulling a Nick Saban. There you go. So, uh, And, and uh, you know, I, I'm surprised, really, that they haven't uh, expedited the expansion of the uh, college football playoffs to include whatever number ranking Nick Saban has. Yeah. If he's seven. 17 player, right? <laughs> Who cares if it's an odd number? Listen, you tell those television networks, right? They're going to show this game. we got to get Alabama on TV. All right, uh, we're going to get the uh, Greek coming up here in just a sec. The professor with the big board. I, I wonder, could he have a big board of Meghan Markle's complaints? <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Greatest complainers. I'm sure he definitely could. You're a princess and you're pissed, right? They are pampering you. I mean, uh, your every whim is answered before you even. Uh, th there was a case where you could have thought to just unclassify documents and they would become unclassified because whatever it was that she was, uh, you know, thinking, they already had an answer for, right? Because they were prepared for all situations. Wh whatever whimsical direction she wanted to go in, they were ready to accommodate. But I guess that was some form of objectification, Booby. And I, I'm tired of it myself. I, I really am getting yeah. a little bit tired. Yes, I feel it. I feel the no eyes. No doubt about it. The eyeballs. 
Uh, let me tell you about Hialeah Park, man. Uh, what a great place it would be to be. <laughs> as uh, You can punch away on the ponies there in the champion Samacast room. You can go, Mike Mayo, put a disguise on there, look like Groucho Marx, roll into the poker room, and everybody go, hey, Mayo, how come you look like Groucho Marx today? Because they're, they're on to you there at Hylia Park. They know they know exactly what's going on. Exactly. It's, it's a great place to play because you're among people like yourself. You know, and, and that's that's part of what makes it great. You know, I, I go to other casinos. I, I go to the Yon Casino. It's close to my house. Been uh, floating around down there at uh, the casino at Dania. And, and not to knock anybody else, but you, you don't have that vibe there. I mean, it's a distinct it's very different. And, and, and favorable <laughs> difference when you go down to Hylia Park. It's just different. So if you want to take part in that and, and you, you want to have some feeling, I mean, what, what is life all about except feelings? you got to feel things, man. you got to let go. You, you have to experience things. I mean, if you're out there in the world, you want to have fun. You don't want to be going around hanging your head like some schlep. Worrying and complaining about the price of seltzer or whatever else that, uh, you know, could get under your skin and and almost ruin your day and your psyche. I, I use that as an example, but oh, we're boy. all guilty of it. I, I don't mean to pick on Mike Mayo. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no. like I just, I, 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 it's, it's one of the fine pieces <laughs> like of comedy that we've come fruit. across. Yeah. <laughs> Some old lady going, <laughs> can you believe this? Seltzer. <laughs> Yeah, the old lady's mad at him. No, she's no. You're saying she agrees. I don't think she agrees. Even the old lady would be like, "Dude, yeah. it's so <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't even want to explore that anymore. I, I mean, know, that I that subject that subject should be taboo. Know, it really should. I don't know why I got into it. <laughs> it's just so easy. <laughs> it was just you know the example that popped into my head. He keeps doing of, it. Uh, but it know, is, wait, you don't feel about price gouging at Hiley. I will say that. No, we were there for the Derby. And a lot of time events still drag up prices. So I, I, I forgot what prices were there because I hadn't been there in a little bit. And like the professor and I got drinks and they said the bill. Yeah. And I was like, okay, no, it's two. I think we got three drinks. It's three drinks. Like, yeah, that is three drinks. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, I think yeah. we forgot our drinks. <laughs> no, I mean, who wants to get whacked for like 18 a pop on a drink? I, look, you understand in, in certain situations that you're going to get ripped off. But, uh, you know, and uh, casinos here, they're not as quick with the complimentary drinks, right? Oh, no, you don't Boy, that's a nice drink. They'll tell you that. But then they'll yeah. charge you nine bucks for it. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's as far as it goes with the complimentary. But uh, it almost feels like you're getting complimentary food and drink. And, and in many ways, in cases, you can if you have the uh, player's rewards card. Uh, because I get a player's card the minute the minute you come in the door there. I always say that. But, uh, you know, you can take advantage of it. And, and then if you're, a, you know, a big shot, actually Mustang uh, left her card down here because we were trying to make arrangements for a little uh, casino junket. And, um, you know, I, I could, if I had one of those, uh, it's like a super-duper double platinum. Uh, I play a lot of slots, uh, Mustang special. Uh, they would have, uh, you know, a similar card for the Mustang with equivalent rewards and, and uh, all of the great amenities that go along with it. So uh, they do a great job on that at Hylia Park. Uh, you're going to love the atmosphere. Uh, weekends are up to 5 a.m., so tonight, 5 a.m., uh, post time uh, to get in is 9 a.m. this morning. Repave the parking lot, uh, you know, with bright, bright lights. That's a really nice thing in a casino here locally because you don't have that everywhere. But uh, they, they want to make sure that the patrons uh, feel comfortable and safe every time they visit and have a lot of fun. Every time they visit, beautiful Hylia Park. All right, uh, coming back with the Greek here in just a sec. Then the professor with the big board and his college football plays, Mark Lawrence, later on from PlaybookSports.com. I was dabbling in a little Mark Lawrence uh, cup of Joe. Uh, he calls that uh, uh, newsletter that he puts out every day. Nice little capsulization of a lot of different degenerate uh, philosophies and things. And some plays on there. It, it really is great. So we'll have Mark on the show and then uh, Mike Mayo, the gambling gourmet. 
uh, later on as well. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz, the Defo Show on a Degenerate Friday. And back with more in a moment. Now that. It's 724. Hey, folks. Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere. Not too loud, but good energy. Reasonable prices. And a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Mr. Pentangeli, were you a member of the Corleone family? Did you serve under Capo regime under Vito Corleone, also known as the Godfather? I, uh, I never knew no Godfather. Angela, you, uh, you are contradicting a sworn statement you previously made to me and signed. I ask you again, sir, here and now under oath, were you at any time a member of a crime organization headed by Michael Corleone? I don't know nothing about that. Oh, I was in the olive oil business with his father, but that was a long time ago, that's all. We have a sworn affidavit. We have it. Your sworn affidavit that you murdered on the orders of Michael Corleone. Do you deny this confession? Look, the FBI guys, they promised me a deal. So I made up a lot of stuff about Michael Corleone, because that's what they wanted. But it was all lies. Everything. And I kept saying, uh, Michael Corleone did this, and uh, Michael Corleone did that. So I said, uh, yeah, sure. It's now time for the Defo Show. Welcome back to the show, a Degenerate Friday, and uh, about to kick it off with our many guests that we have lined up for you every Friday here on the Defo Show. Jeff DeForest and uh, Mike Luby Lubitz, and uh, always uh, batting first. Yes, and, sir. Uh, this guy, he would be leading off with Aaron 62 Judge homers. Him. Yeah, this is uh, the Aaron Judge of uh, talent here in the South Florida area and, of course, universally known as uh, just a, a great guy. The Greek joins us here on the program. Uh, Greek, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you today? It's great Friday. Good morning, great one. Uh, I was feeling uh, fine about things until I realized that, that I'm identifying very closely uh, my uh, new streaming career here with Meghan Markle because I, I feel objectified. I, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> You feel like women have just cast you into a role where you're just an object and they don't respect you for your brains and or your acumen to be a great person and and help somebody enjoy life? That's why I pay them. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he pays him to objectify him. <laughs> That's about right. Freak, I, I think of all the years I've known you. That was your best was line ever. I, I believe that. I asked her, I was out with a girl the other night, and I asked her if she ever got paid for sex. And she goes, are you crazy? I said, you want to start? That's <laughs> <laughs> great. So you're helping people launch careers exactly. also yeah. with your uh, degenerate <laughs> lifestyle. Careers. All right, you're, you're in good spirits here, Greek. That, that's good to hear. I mean, we didn't oh do too God. well last week. We had a couple of guys go 500. Luby uh, tracked you at like 0-3. I, I hope uh, maybe you had some other uh, wagers uh, out there. Uh, I don't. Did, did you go in a contest, that nah, Westgate thing, was... again this year? Yeah, he's on Westgate. Circuit, yeah. Circuit. And uh, I started off Circuit. with a bad last couple of weeks. Yeah, last weekend was sex change uh, weekend. It was a bad weekend. <laughs> but that's yeah. why you got new weekends in life. Exactly. I mean, uh, so, so you how are you feeling about uh, th- this week's card? You know, the NFL is pretty sketchy. I mean, there's been so many surprises. And there's so many teams that are 3-3. Three and three. I mean, the Falcons are 6-0 and oh against the spread. Yeah. Uh, last night, you know, I, I told everybody Arizona because Andy Dalton was 0-11 on primetime games. Wow. And Hopkins was coming back for the Cardinals. But those little trends, I do like those. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, Wentz was on Thursday night, and he was 6-0 and on Thursday night. So sometimes those little trends do work, and obviously sometimes they don't. But I think the NFL has been helter-skelter, all the teams. You know, who would have thought the Giants and Jets be winning and covering? Nobody. Um, you know, and then you got, you know, you got like you got nine teams that are 3-3. Three and three. So, it's, and the Falcons are 6-0 against the spread. Yeah, and uh, surprisingly, they were winning outright, uh, as they did last week. So, um, you know, they, they've, yeah. you know, and, and that was a team that you had, uh, like, no regard for whatsoever. You're, you're thinking, Marcus Mariota, you have to be kidding me. I mean, this is a year where they're clearly yeah. are throwing in the towel. They, they let Matty Ice go to Indianapolis, which turned out to be uh, unfortunate uh, addition by subtraction. Uh, for the uh, Atlanta Falcons, and uh, they've been a big surprise. And, and like you said, the Jets, I mean, everybody had them at the bottom of the division. That uh, They've uh, sort of resurrected yep. uh, some hope that maybe they're going in the right direction. Who knows? And uh, the Dolphins, who looked like a juggernaut uh, with their first three wins, all of a sudden find themselves uh, hard-pressed to, uh, you know, win a ball game. And, and you know, maybe, and I don't know if they're in dire straits, but uh, – but this not be a very pivotal game for them oh, coming no, up on no. Sunday night against the Steelers, a team that appears to be more than beatable, although they just knocked off the Buccaneers straight up. Yeah, yeah I mean, you never know. I mean, teams in the NFL that go 5-2 and two, um, end up making a playoff 75 to 75, 5-2. And, and the Jets are 4-2. Are yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you just don't know. And Tampa, like I said, but Tampa's had a lot of injuries. I mean, everybody wants to go to Brady's divorce. That, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Their center's out. Their guard's out. They lost Evans. They had Goodwin. Gronk retired. It's not the same team offensively. And that defense that was so stellar is letting up some points. But, yep. you know, like I said, it's a helter-skelter year in the NFL. It really is when you look at the games and what happens. And uh, I know Vegas and Jersey and everywhere where they're taking action, they're crushing it. Like last week when Tampa Bay lost, they said they were in seventy five percent of parlays, money line. Wow. Uh, so you know, big upset. Yeah, I had a friend that we uh, track. He actually posts these tickets on Facebook on his Facebook page. Had a fifty dime uh-huh. parlay, and he hit the other two games. 
it was 50 dimes uh, to win like, uh, you know, like 120 or something. This was a uh, money line parlay with three big favorites. And uh, it, the game he lost uh, was Tampa Bay. And can you imagine he saw Brady uh, dump that pass into the ground there on the two-point conversion because you had a chance after getting annihilated the entire game, which is what's so great about degeneracy and why all of us are sick. Uh, after all of that beating and brutality that you had to suffer through, you still have a chance to tie the game up and get into overtime if Brady throws one of his classic, you know, low balls to the goal line at uh, like some guy, some smurf uh, like uh, Edelman, you know, uh, swarms under and, and makes the catch. And instead, you know, he gets the ball tipped and, and that was it. Uh, I'm surprised, Greek, at you, uh, you know, especially knowing you, that you could uh, possibly not see uh, Brady's divorce situation with Giselle as the primary reason. For the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to well, if, he, this year, uh, if he didn't have the injuries, yes. But the injuries mean a lot. If he has no line, that's how he lost those two Super Bowls yep, to the Giants. Yep, they yep. just yeah. sacked him. I mean, no, no, nobody could throw on their back. Maybe except maybe one of their Kardashians. Just about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. And you got to remember, when Brady plays, the guys on the other team have the eyeliner underneath their eyes, and it says Giselle on both sides. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> eyes come up a little sometimes. Makes them Do you think he's bad. hearing that at the bottom of the pile there? I mean, uh, you got to figure uh, a guy of legendary, iconic status probably isn't hearing a lot of trash talk, but there's always the one guy that wants to pop off to the yep. guy that's at the yep. top of the mountain. Uh, you don't think that uh, there's some See, Giselle the references? I don't know. If his wife starts banging Pete Davidson, then we got problems. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next up, by the way? Next man up. Exactly. exactly. What is he appealing yeah. to, Cat? Uh, I, I mean, that. do you know? I mean, is there anything? Carson Daly supposedly had like a schlong like King Kong, man. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. is that the story with Pete? Well, what's the deal? I mean, what, what is the appeal of this cat? Not funny. I mean, he gets a lot of tail. I don't know. He's hard to look at. You know me. I'm a face guy. And, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. He's tough to look at. I mean, if I see Pete Davidson walking down the street, I give him 20 bucks and I tell him it's going to get better. Exactly. He looks homeless. Uh, yeah. He looks like he's been getting the wrong form of chemotherapy and needs to sue his doctor, doesn't he? Yeah, he's not easy on the eyes, but he nails a lot of objects. Yeah. He does. Well, they yeah. say that he's uh, he's packing. He's a funny, you know, funny guy. You know, he, he, he's a regular chick from Staten Island, and the only last couple of years he blew up, but he blew up more from who he was dating yep. than, yes. you know, it's like a kid in school, that all of a sudden it's quiet, he's dating some hot girl, and everybody's like, hey, see who's Pete Satan? I mean, you know, and that's how it happened. I mean, the Kardashian thing was big, but he was, you know, with Grandi, Cindy Crawford's daughter. He was with a lot of hot chicks, so he's doing something sound. right, or maybe secretly... Yeah, well, maybe he's paying them. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, what, what's I great about it is that he parlayed it in a Taco Bell national commercial. Right? Yes. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. were the well, odds sure. that the uh, people at some ad agency, stuffy ad agency in New York, were going to say, yeah, you know, it would be great for Taco Bell? How about this, uh, you know, uh, guy that looks like uh, Edgar Winter, man? I mean, so, some <laughs> yeah. Edgar Winter. albino yeah, schmink, you know, that, uh, you know, is yeah. not all that funny. Why don't we put him in our spot? You know, they never would have come up with that. Yeah. I agree. He's tough on the eyes. I mean, you know, but yeah. uh, something's working for him. I mean, he's definitely one of those guys that you look at. He's, like I said, if I saw him on the street, I gave him 20 bucks, and I said, don't worry, bro, things are going to get better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, uh, it's just it's like that. I mean, but who knows? I mean, it's working for him. He's getting ads. Yeah. He's making big money. Hey, he's got well. more money than me. Hey, he's doing well. And, uh, no doubt, man. You know, but 
But again, hey, like he, anything he else, bought, like he bought in on a Staten Island you know, ferry boat uh, that they were going to, uh, you know, go ahead and trash. It was going to be a yeah. reef, and uh, they bought it and to become a comedy club. My dad always said a lot of things. The one thing he always said is, and it's, this is what happened with this kid too: hang with people who drop dollars, not change. And he's in with a lot of, you know, big yep. timers. And yep. you know what? Yeah. Doors open. You know that. That's yeah. life. I mean, you know, and this one knows that one. And the next thing you know, you know, he's got a good personality. And, uh, you know, he, he gets a break. God bless him. He's doing what he needs to do. Do I wish I was on that Taco Bell commercial? Of course. Well, obviously. But right it now, is. it's his time. Seemed like a pretty it's easy a gig, didn't it? You, you walk in, you have like two lines. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. a couple of million dollars. Yeah, I, think, I can nice, even do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Shaq is willing to put Icy that. Hot on his armpits, uh, you know, <laughs> just to make that kind of dough. Uh, all right, what do you have for us this money week, Rick? I mean, what, give us the money balls here. I mean, I got, we uh, want to make college, some cash. College, uh, college, Penn State minus four Saturday. All right. After the big loss. Uh, on Sunday, I'm going to stay on the Giants, get a couple points from the Jags. All right. You know, I think the Giants are going to – I mean, they're there. To, it, it's weird the way they play, but they are playing. And, you know, and I'm going to stay in New York. I like the Jets in Denver. I think that team's got more problems than Ukraine, Denver. They are just <laughs> Say a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't use, like, I mean, Pelosi. Wilson, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Russell Wilson's playing like Mr. Wilson for Dennis the Menace. I mean, he's just not good. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's been awful. And and the, and the Jets believe in themselves, and now they got, you know, they were talking a lot, reading a lot of articles where, like last week, Zach Wilson only passed 18 times. You know, and I like teams who pass the ball a little and run. And their defense is good. So I'm going to go with the Jets, Giants, and Penn State. Big New York parlay, man. Now, now, are you a Yankee fan, Greek, or, or do you get into baseball at all? Of course. Of uh, how course. you feeling about this? Are you uh, kidding me? Are, are you on the uh, Aaron Boone I, must I, go I, bandwagon like everybody else? I would not be surprised if they lose, which I don't think they'll beat Houston, if they bring Mattingly up there. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I'm not buying that. Uh, that's well, Stephen good. A. Smith has. That'd be interesting if that happens. Uh, the odds. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Boone, uh, you know, got the uh, you know chance to come back with Cashman after they uh, eked out that series over the Guardians. Because it's hard to let a guy go, uh, you know, after you know getting to the championship series, they don't, and then you can always say, "Well, yeah. Yankees don't care." Are you kidding me? The, come on, they don't care. You win or you lose. That's it. For the amount of money they spend, you see the Warriors. You want to talk about money? That I know, you see that? If the, Warrior, if the Warriors sign Draymond Green, they'll yeah. be over the tax $100 million. Yeah. $100 million over the tax. Are you But, but, but they, they look like they uh, they're, they're prime to repeat. They definitely do. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, no, they're a great team, but I'm just saying how much money. And it's all yeah. about winning. They don't care about anything else. So if, if the Yankees don't win, I don't know if we'll stay. Right. And Madeline, they love. They love Madeline. Madeline's a good manager. He was he was terrible with the Marlins, but the Marlins are looking. It's like managing the Marlins is being like at a strip club for daytime strippers. I mean, the- <laughs> In Hialeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, Walt Weiss, who, who was an original Marlin and has uh, been a coach with the Braves mm-hmm. since 2018, has previous managerial experience. Uh, I believe three years with the Colorado Rockies. So, I mean, a lot of reason to, uh, you know, figure that, uh, and, and a guy who's been out of managing and coaching 
they always bite on any opportunity to manage again. I turned down an interview with the Marlins. They wanted to talk to him about the managerial position. And, I mean, what, what does that say sucks. about the franchise? Yeah, and he played here, too. I mean. The team sucks. Yeah, they, no. he has, they had nobody. I mean, uh, I don't think Manley is a bad manager. I just don't. You have to look at what No, we have. like Manley. Yeah, we love Manley. Yeah, so I can not I can see him going to the Yankees. I really could. All right. That's a bold prediction. I really man. could. That's, that's why we have you on Degenerate Friday. You, you know, it's to uh, go out there and, and, and I make think, news uh, as, and as I you break that, news. Yeah, and I think Jeter does something with the team, too. Oh, yeah? Wow. To what capacity? Yeah, because yeah, lately he's been around the stadium doing more things. Uh, he said he liked to get in the organ. I, I don't know if he would replace Cashman, but I can see him doing something and down the road taking the GM role. Well, it wasn't like a lot of what he did worked here. Uh, you know, if he was responsible for some of these uh, maneuvers. Uh, uh, unfortunately, all predicated on hope uh, and, and young pitchers and uh, guys that, that just uh, didn't, you know, rise to the occasion, uh, with the exception of Alcantara. Maybe you might see one of the, uh, you know, other guys develop, but uh, a lot of them have developed on other rosters, the guys that Jeter dealt away. Uh, all right, uh, Greek, always a pleasure, my friend. I, 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 I can feel the Yankee fandom coming through here. I really can. I mean, you've thrown in the towel in a series. It's over. Oh, yeah. They're not beating Houston. I hate Houston. I hate Houston more than I hate Boston years ago, but I hate Houston. That team sucks. I hate them. I hate (laughs) Azuve, Tiffany Sam. I hate him. They're cheaters. Major League Baseball lost so much respect for everybody when they only suspended those managers for one year. Yeah, it was crazy. And then the next year, they both signed billion million dollar contracts. Yeah, they yeah. should have been out of baseball for five years yeah. or ten. I mean, they all cheated. Yeah, they went on it. I'm sorry, I just that, and they should have took the crown away from the Astros. Um, yeah, they they don't no, do things I like mean, that in Major League Baseball. No, they don't punish. What do I mean? The players no. weren't even punished. The players were the ones doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened. Players had immunity. Yeah, they, were, they, they, they were pentangeli. They really were. It was the weirdest at, at that thing. Point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And the, the players were doing it, but the coaches knew too. And well, they're of the course. managers. So it starts 100%. with the top. And any organization, Luby, you know that. You can't let the, oh, I didn't know. Of course you knew. Well, duh. Come you're on. the manager. You condoned it. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be some credibility. You lose that. It's one of the reasons why baseball has so much problems with the kids today. But, God, you guys are busy. I got to get a manicure and uh, have a great day. <laughs> we love you, Greek man. All right, Greek. Good stuff. Mm. Greek. See? He doesn't mind being objectified. No, he pays, he pays him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> if that was all we did on the show today, that would be plenty. That but we have a lot more to do. professor's coming up. That's always a lot of fun. Yes, sir. And, of course, uh, we also have Mark Lawrence of PlaybookSports.com, uh, Numerology yep. Plus. And always giving out the dogs. And then Mike Mayo, the gambling gourmet, who's already weighed in on the chat line here. He's saying that the seltzer topic has gone flat. I, I agree with you, Mike. I, I just, it, it popped it's into my head. It's tapped out and it's gone flat. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. But he, he'll be the first to bring it up, right? He, he's still yes. trying to quantify yes. how much he's paying by the ounce now that he's discovered some discount seltzer place. Which, what, what is it? Did he find a place that only sells seltzer? Uh, you know, one of those. This is some warehouse there by the Nobo Brewery, and uh, there's one around the corner there where they just sell seltzer right off the truck. No middleman. <laughs> off the back of a truck. It fell off the back of a truck. Mayo. Well, I'll take four cases. Yeah. This way, I tell you what, how many uh, ounces in those cans? Twelve? All right. So if they're... Uh, that fucking guy has a calculator out, man. It's unbelievable. 
That'll stick it to those people at the Hard Rock. It really is like your mom when your mom would pull out the coupon. It was 2015. It was from 2009. <laughs> when these people are clubbing seals, they don't care about the you know the previous seal. They just move on, right? I mean, it's uh, sad, but but when you're getting clobbered like that uh, at a bar, I, I I doubt that the Hard Rock has reconsidered its pricing no. as being absurd. No. Oh, no, no. I was just there. Is it, it's no. absurd in all categories. What are you talking about? It's not sweet. What do you mean? So we were there. At the Used to go out there to buy cigarettes for like a quarter a pack. You know, well, look what's happening here. We're paying $20 for a soup. Pretty much. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> all fueled by degeneracy, right? All fueled by your desire to separate yourselves from your money, which yeah. uh, I'll be partaking in later on today. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, with Keelan going and Belmont and Aqueduct. My theory yesterday, my I, I, I had a plane for would have been seventy bucks or something like that. Would have would have bombed out there with some chalk going down in the third race. That uh, the handicapper in a post who uh, usually I put a line through his picks, but he convinced me that this horse could not lose as his lock of the day. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it, it would have uh, unlocked uh, you know a, a pile of debt that you may never be able to overcome <laughs> if you had believed that. All right, uh, we're going to try and steer you in the direction of some winners here. Uh, the professor, college football. What, what are the big games uh, this week? There's actually a few. There's a few big games. N- UCLA, Mississippi. Your pack, your your uh, West Coast uh, calling to you. Uh, UCLA, Oregon's a huge game. Nine versus ten. Yeah, wow, a Pac-12 uh, classic. There it used to be the old Pac-8. Those teams were involved. So, um, yeah, and uh, what Mississippi's in in a, in a ball game that's like a toss-up. No, I guess a good team. What am I looking at here? Let me, let, me get, let me get acclimated to uh, the college slate. I didn't really uh, look over it I that heavily. Uh, Miami's playing like Duke or something. Is yes, that right? Miami does play Duke. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. Uh, what do we got? Mississippi State plays uh, Bama. Mississippi State Ole Miss Bama. and uh, LSU, right? Ole Miss, Ole Miss LSU, LSU is a game that's decent. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State, Alabama. Mississippi State's still ranked in Bama. That was uh, favored by you like 20 points or something. You think yeah. they would ruin them because they're bitter and Stevens yelling at Lyman. Oh, Penn so. State, Minnesota. I don't know. Is Minnesota any good? Eh. Yeah, I eh. think they've gotten themselves ranked, but they're not really good. All right. Uh, well, and uh, what about uh, Florida State? What are they off this we week? We have a bye, thank God. I don't have to And them guiders? Anything with them guiders? Uh, How about Rutgers in Indiana? That's a classic. <laughs> there you go. The Gators have a bye as well. Miami's eight and a half over the Dukies. Uh, would you lay eight and a half with the Mario Cristobal team right now no. against anybody? Probably not, right? Nope. I mean, they found a way to keep this Virginia Tech game close. I, I, they didn't cover the spread there. They did not. You know, Mario, if you're going to lose games, we love Mario Cristobal. Nice He's guy, covered. man. I always enjoyed covering uh, the Canes when Mario Cristobal was a player. And uh, there's a natural tendency if you're running into the locker room. I, I don't know if you ever found this, uh, Luby, to get uh, so-called cuts or clips, sound bites. Yeah. From players, you, you know that the offensive linemen they are talk. usually well spoken and, and willing to, and willing to speak. Yep, yep. lineman and kicker, the two two groups that'll that'll talk straight to the place kicker after a loss, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. He may not have even taken the field once. But they'll talk, <laughs> and you're like, "Hey, Stoyo, man, what do you think about the yep. defense today?" Yep. He had nothing to do with it, but uh, it's very important to find out what his uh, opinion was. All right, uh, we're coming back with the professor here in just a moment. Jimmy Johnson's big chill. We want to get everybody down there, the whole crew. I know Sarney's been uh, saying, hey, when are you doing it? Why don't you just do it? Just go. Look, anytime's a good time to go. We're just trying to make a, an arrangement for a giant uh, production here on the uh, South Florida Live. It'll probably be our biggest show if we have Jimmy on there and the host of celebrities that plan on being on hand for this one, uh, including the Gambling Gourmet. 
because he has to try the Italian fisherman pizza. Are we going to force him to do that, or yes. we just let him order what he wants? No, he's eating an Italian fisherman, and we've talked enough about this that it has yeah. to happen. Okay. I'm looking forward to that, uh, his reaction to that. Uh, Sarni is a plain cheese guy. Uh, you know, just give me a slice with cheese. Uh, you want you want some uh, Parmesan on there? Nope, nope, no, nope, Don't touch it. So, and he's screaming that, uh, you know, this can't possibly be something that you would actually want. It's good. To have, like, a, a live lobster, you know, just steamed. And and thrown on top. It ain't live. I mean, you know, I that would be prohibitive. Li- I don't know what you ate. I know you stayed there. Ken and I, I don't remember eating a live lobster. <laughs> live lobsters, man. What was that, the Rosewood Grill in Las Vegas? Uh, you, you were too young to remember this. There used to be a sign at every bus stop, and it was a guy in a tuxedo holding two gigantic lobsters. And it was for, like, an old-school place that was actually on the Strip. Uh, now long since uh, replaced by uh, some conglomerate uh, that built a casino there. Uh, but uh, And I think it was called the Rosewood Grill. Somebody on the chat line might be able to help me out with that. Rosewood, there was a Rosewood Ballroom. I used to call some fights there in New York City. But uh, this, I want to say, was a Rosewood Grill uh, or, or it's something right in that area with a rose in it. But uh, does anybody remember that? It was on every bus stop on the Strip and, and anywhere else you went. I mean, if you were off the Strip there in Las Vegas, you could be in some uh, degenerate neighborhood. And there was a guy holding the two lobsters telling you to come eat there. It was great stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it, it's not like you're going to have a live main lobster on the uh, pizza. But you are going to have the, the the residual uh, benefit of the fact that these <laughs> lobsters were live just a few minutes ago. Yes, the, the fish is fresh. That is very true. Seafood, very fresh. fresh. That's what I was looking for. Very fresh. fresh fish, very fresh, yes. <laughs> Uh, and everything there is just absolutely fantastic. It, it really is great. It's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, Mile Marker 104, Overseas Highway. Uh, you see the shots uh, here in the clips that we play on the show. Beautiful. I mean, just a beautiful place. I, I don't even know if those clips do, do the no, place no. justice. I mean, it's beautiful, and the clips do a good job, but it's nothing no. like being there. Definitely oh, taking a trip out there. And you know what's great, man? The calm waters of the uh, you know Bayside there. Yep. In the Keys. And I always used to love chucking the wave runners down there. And it was like glass all the way, you know. You go in those uh, little backwater mango uh, groves or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. And uh, absolutely a fantastic, fun time. I mean, a, a serenity trip like you, you can't find anywhere else in Florida. Florida Keys, mile marker 104. And the best stop there on the overseas highway is Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. All right, we're coming back with more. The professor going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. Always a hoot with the big board. Don't know what he has cooked up this week, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be something. Not sure if he's going to stay in that same mode. I think he's going back to being the professor, but I don't know. I actually was going to ask him, and I was scared to hear what he was going to tell me, so I didn't ask. So we both are on the same page. I have no idea what he's doing this week. Like zero. It's probably better if we don't know, neither of us. <laughs> well, I mean, the Nazi fest well, probably went to be great. Flying in the, deny, deny, deny. <laughs> we go back a Republican, right? I don't see any windows being broken. All right. Uh, we're coming back with more in a moment. Now that. Oh, my God. The time... Mark Lawrence later on, and a gambling going me, Mike Mayo. It's uh, 7.51. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play, when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. 
Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion unmatched and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this, if you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place. And that one place is Catholic Health Services. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. The great John Grisham with us here on 940 Winds, 1230 The Zone, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. I have to say, John, and you've been intertwined in my romantic failures so many times. Because I can't tell you the number of occasions where I've looked into a woman's eyes and said, did I lose you? And, uh, of course, uh, that, that comes from the firm and that great scene in there with uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, what was the inspiration for that? that? That was one of the great, I mean, uh, it, as a movie, it was terrific, still holds up today. Uh, tell us about uh, the inspiration for the book The Firm, which I believe was your first monster bestseller. Well, first of all, it's not fair to blame me for your romantic failures. I think <laughs> no, but you come in handy there because uh, that, that's the question that's a, that's I always have to pose. That's a, that's a personal problem. It's a real stretch to, to blame an author for that. You know, every, every, every time I see, every time I see one of my movies, this is true. I've had I've had ten books adapted to film. Wow. Uh, eight were feature films. Uh, one was a TV documentary, The Innocent Man. One was uh, a TV movie. The Firm was the first big movie in 1993 with Tom Cruise. It is still the highest grossing movie of all of them around the world. The Firm was just a monster movie. When I watch one of my books on film, invariably, two things happen. Uh, there's a plot twist that's really cool, and I'll say, God, I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> the screenwriter <laughs> did. And there's always some dialogue that I, it's pretty snappy or clever or something you remember, and I'll, I'll say, well, I wish I'd written that. And when Tom Cruise says to, to Gene Triplehorn, did I lose you? Did I lose you? I didn't write that. The screenwriter did. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Enjoy your trip to work with lots of laughs, thanks to Defoe and Luby. Now on The Defoe Show. Grisham uh, was a very cool cat when uh, we talked to him. And I uh, had a great story about uh, Wilfred Grimley, uh, Brimley. Wilfred Brimley, who, of course, was in the movie The Firm. Uh, and... Uh, how he had actually given him a horse, an actual horse, as a gift and dropped off the horse at his house, which I think he was living at, like, in an apartment uh, in Washington, D.C. or something. So it was somewhat of an inconvenience, I guess, for, for a while. I mean, what, what do you do? Attach it to a carriage and start offering rides? <laughs> exactly. Go around the city. 
All right, this is great. Uh, have we uh, gotten the reboot uh, yet from the professor? The professor was hanging out and uh, experienced some technical difficulties. So uh, we're trying to bring the professor in, into the program here for the big board and of course his college football plays I, I do believe the professor was one of the advocates for uh, tennessee last yes week. very high in tennessee what remember you had that parlay tennessee uh usc oh, penn state. and penn state and tennessee and usc covered uh tennessee won outright and penn state did not <laughs> oh no penn state got uh, annihilated that was unbelievable the second half there i mean they were only down 16 14 in a game they were being dominated by uh, michigan and uh, then the uh, second half, uh, Michigan uh, just uh, ran, I mean, ran it right down their proverbial throat. And uh, that was it. So uh, I, I'm not a fan of Penn State, never will be, uh, never was. Like, like I've said many times, I sort of had a little bit of an affinity for Papa Joe before right, yeah. the Sandusky stuff. I mean, it was hard not to like the guy. It is lovable, uh, you know, a munchkin of a man there on the sideline with, with the funny the voice. And... Yeah, it, it was like uh, he was football's version of Lou Carnesecca. Yes, that's what it felt like. He had the New York yeah. accent kind of a thing, Northeast accent. Uh, thing a going. lovable character, you know, uh, of Italian descent. Yep. And, uh, you know, when you saw him, uh, he, he was sort of a, you know, almost a caricature of himself, you know, and you're like, wow, that's Papa Joe. Yep. But, uh, you know, the, the ugliness that, uh, that was finally was uh, uncovered there and uprooted, thank, thankfully so, but years too late. Uh, it's hard to respect that, right? And they just shrugged it off like, eh, you know what? We didn't have anything to do with that, right? Like, like Pentangeli. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> nothing about that. <laughs> well, I mean, <sighs> did you? <laughs> yeah. In, in the name of winning football games, though, come I mean, on. come on. Greek was talking about, you know, how uh, the Golden State Warriors are $100 million over the tax. Is that right? $100 million Maybe if they sign uh, Draymond Green? It's some weird-ass number. It's now, don't you pay 50%? Is it a 50% uh, tax uh, in the NBA? What was the luxury tax, or is it double? I don't know. I mean, it's very prohibitive, so I'm imagining it's something really obscene. I don't know. Uh, professor, do you follow this? Welcome. We welcome the uh, professor to the Legend program. that is. Uh, how I are you, follow, Professor? Do I follow the NBA's salary cap tax? <laughs> uh, I brought it up at breakfast the other day. I was I uh, the you know, <laughs> in the company of a beautiful lady, and I said, uh, you know, what do you think about this? <laughs> Just the way he said it, I know his Really? <laughs> you, you have a beautiful lady who follows, who knows about the NBA luxury cap tax? No, no, she knew nothing about it. She left. No, I mean, that, that, that was to the imaginary scene. Line, yeah. That's a great I've story. used it. I'm sure I've used worse. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, how are you, Professor? It, you doing all right? Good morning, it's nice sir. to meet you. Do you think Jimmy Butler's worth going into the luxury? <laughs> Should they have anything? brought back P.J. Tucker? <laughs> you know, even though it was going to cost them uh, a few bucks if they paid him the $30 million. I mean, if they're paying for Kyle Lowry's buffet ticket, how much does <laughs> P.J. Tucker cost? Luby said he shred the pounds. Uh, just he also he lost did, his and jumper. He, and like, the sucks. <laughs> like every fat guy athlete ever who loses the weight, he immediately got terrible. He got worse. I mean, <laughs> Remember John Bagley? Yeah. There is a well-established pattern. If you are a fat guy athlete who has made it to the top of your sport, Don't mess with you it. never go on a diet. Exactly. <laughs> Coaches, too, and managers. Always oh, become worse. Remember when Prince Fielder got sick? Yes. Uh, got sick, like got skinny for like a year there, yep, and sucked. then couldn't hit at all. Yep. Never it, I it mean, out. and CC Sabathia yep. was terrible after he got skinny. Yep. If yeah. you are a fat guy athlete who has made it to the mountaintop, keep your fat ass on the mountaintop <laughs> because 
when you try to get healthy and become a skinny guy athlete, you 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 shed your talent along with your pals. Rex Ryan, happy with him. The coaches that happens all the time. Tony Sperano, I mean, uh, he goes eleven and five with a crap team and a guy that couldn't throw the ball ten yards down the field. And Chad Pennington, and uh, you know, he loses the weight. Next thing you know. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's six and ten. Yeah, every yeah. year after that. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. He's and that's why on. we have great admiration for the fat guy uh, in sports. 100%. And uh, always pay homage to uh, anybody that uh, does not look the part of uh, today's modern professional athlete. Uh, all right. Um, what did you think about some of the happenings last week, college football? I mean, obviously, the significant one was Tennessee holding up and getting that knuckler through the uh, goalpost somehow as, uh, you know, they beat Alabama. Yep. And Nick was blaming everybody nobody, but himself. Yeah. And a year where nobody can make kicks, somehow Tennessee's kicker made one of the worst looking kicks I've ever seen. <laughs> that was um, ugly, man. That was a uh, whirly bird. And then yeah. just complete chaos ensued. If you've seen the pictures all over the internet, it was the Tennessee people are storming the field. Apparently, one of the Alabama wide receivers punched a girl, which, you know. Yes. I get it. I mean, you know, you're, you're oh, feeling Jesus. threatened in that situation. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure he was acting in self-defense. Um, yeah. He had a helmet on. This, and, is, uh, yeah. this is what man. I really actually want to know. If, if you see the pictures from the post game of that situation, were there people selling cigars to jerk offs as they jumped off uh, the, the side onto the field? It seemed like every other guy had a cigar. Was yeah. everybody just carrying a goddamn cigar in case they want? Uh, Dave Gurgles was somebody make there. some yeah, money Dave off Gurgles it? Was there it's a very bizarre situation. <laughs> Gurgles was passing out Perdomos, uh, you know, as the people leaped over the wall. He tried to do it at the Capitol insurrection, but it got a little violent, and he decided the uh, discretion was wow. a part of making money. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know that that's necessarily something you want to associate a sponsor with, there, Dave. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it probably wasn't. A good reference, but uh, <laughs> so no, I, I could see where, where he might have been doing. It. I think he actually said that yesterday on the show that he was passing out those cigars. Uh, but uh, I mean, is that tradition? You're, I mean, it seems to me I've seen the, the field, you know, being stormed many times. Obviously, it's been but, a while uh, though. They don't at do Tennessee, so but I mean, is that they, they just say, "Hey, come on down," like like they were on the prices, right? Well, um, I don't know if you've seen the reaction, but they were fined a hundred thousand dollars. But yeah, I saw that. This is, this is, by the way, a policy I completely endorse. Fans rush the field way too easily. Yes. And they shouldn't do it. You should act like you've been there. Like, Tennessee, you won a national championship yeah. in 98. Yeah. Like, you should not be storming the field over a regular season win. Uh, but they were fined $100,000, and the school president was asked about it. He was like, best $100,000 we ever spent. Oh, God. Of course. So, there you go. apparently, you know, everybody you got was into it. I don't personally – I think if you your school that's won a national championship – you shouldn't be rushing the field over a regular season win. Like you, you should act like you should expect to beat Alabama more than once every decade or two, yeah. the way you have been. But I also, and uh, it, this may or may not be part of the big board. I get the instinct. Alabama loses, you know, it's a rare enough occasion that, uh, yeah, you, you, you can celebrate. I again, I don't know about bringing cigars to the game just in case you do. <laughs> that was weird. Man, why you have a, I don't know about food. rushing Alabama players because a lot of those dudes are pretty big. Yes. So, you know, there, there are elements within it that I don't necessarily approve it. But in general, it happens too often. Luby. Uh, I was a part of it like three I think, times. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Luby and his fellow FSU basketball fans stormed the court like 
13 times. I'm telling you, in my five years there, I stormed it three times. Like, you're not wrong. Like, once you storm it once, isn't that the storming? (laughs) Like, how much do you storm a court? uh, Now you better do it again, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, they didn't Isn't that what did you in, uh, ultimately? Uh, Oh, no, that was the the Black Panther Party. Yeah, that was was a protest. (laughs) uh, Similar, it was a court, people on the court, and not... You know, I do not have a fondness for that. It was a sit-in. It was, I, I, it was I a know. court Mascots sit-in. And, uh, yeah, people, uh, a sit-in. I don't, yeah, like yeah, any, <laughs> I don't like any protesters because of that incident. <laughs> that, that's still, I mean, I, I would have to what say. What DeSantis has done, I've approved of where he passed that law protest. that you can just run over protesters <laughs> in your car. I was like, where was that at Rutgers 20 years ago, Ron? That's when I needed it. And, of course, the classic story. That's uh, the you best. Know, the professor the worst, has a big bet on UMass. I mean, going down in the on game, Rutgers, yeah, on Rutgers. Oh, remember, McCandy was playing. <laughs> They're getting 28 points in there, winning inside straight info. up at halftime. Yeah. It was a coast. He was coasting. It was coasting done. to an easy yeah. win. Then. Uh, sit in. He put a shitload on it because he you knew. Could have, the way UMass was playing, you could have locked UMass in that game, by uh, in that building by themselves for the yeah. second half, and they still weren't going to cover that game. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had the Black Panthers uh, take their top five guys. <laughs> And go against Rutgers, and they still were going to cover the point spread. Yeah, now that was ugliness. Probably the toughest beat of all the stories. Nah, I've rough. heard a zillion of them. That may be the all-time classic. Because yeah, you have nothing to do with it. That's just a thing of beauty. <laughs> all right, Professor, uh, you want to get into college plays here? Guess, uh, what do you sir. have this week? Have you uh, looked over to Slater? Uh, we could do that. Uh, Luby, Luby throw me off because some for some reason I'm getting ready to go here, uh, and Luby's texting me about – Kanye West and Pete Davidson randomly. Which, well, because you've you been know, talking about I, how you think Kanye's. I'm, I'm such a big lover of celebrity news and entertainment. Yeah. Uh, well, you're the one that brought it to my stuff, attention. Throwing me <laughs> off my game. But uh, yeah, um, it's interesting because as I was logging on the first time before my computer melted down, um, you were calling LSU and Ole Miss a, a toss up. And I will tell you, I think this is a spot to attack. I don't think this game is a toss up at all. I think the wrong team is getting points. I don't buy LSU at all. I know people now kind of into them after their offense looks semi-competent against a bad Florida team. I think Ole Miss is going to go in and absolutely romp uh, LSU this weekend. They're getting two points. Look, whatever your max unit bet is, I think this is a spot to at least consider it, if not attack it. want to emphasize here, if you, I think probably the, the, the easiest number I've seen to this point this year, take Ole Miss, take the point. Take all Ole Miss money line, bet it however you want to bet it. Get your money down on Ole Miss. They are absolutely winning this game. All right. That sounds good. And I will personally, I haven't looked yet. I will be looking for reverse lines on that one. Again, want to emphasize that that's our, our game of the week, game of the year, game of whatever. It's our five-star lock. We never lose. Oh. Can't lose. I, I, wish I, I, I thought you were going to offer people up. their money back if they lost. I so. wish oh, I yeah. had a shoe to hold up before the camera so I could say it's our shoe-in of the week. <laughs> shoe-in of the week. Oh, my God. Your uh, double seal gold uh, wheel, uh, yeah, exactly. bla- you know, platinum uh, play of the century. Uh, all right. Uh, that, that's a good one. I, I, I can go sir. along with that. I, I mean, uh, I, I was saying it was a toss up uh, more or less just from the point spread standpoint. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah I get it. And I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't been I haven't been that impressed uh, with LSU in the times that I've seen them. Uh, they look very, very vulnerable. And yeah, they uh, haven't been great. You know, obviously, uh, you know, the opener we watched, uh, you know, with uh, a little more attention because, uh, you know, they were going against uh, Florida State there. Uh, in that game, uh, you know, at the uh, Superdome. Yes. Right? Uh, now the Mercedes yes. Dome. No, it's actually the Caesars Dome now. Whatever. That uh, thing in Louisiana. 
Yes. Yeah. Which but, actually, uh, by the way, started our run for this year of kickers dooming everything. Yes. Oh, yeah. So kickers far, are a total disaster. Yeah. Probably should have known this is the way this season is going to go after after that opening kick. Um, another interesting line here uh, involves your team, Defoe, and that is Syracuse getting 13 and a half from Clemson. People, the gambling community starting to buy back into Clemson. I'm not sure this nah. is the right time to do it. I'm actually pretty impressed with Syracuse. Yep. Um, overall this year, they play very good defense, which is something we yeah. haven't seen a Q, from a Q's team in a while. They've got the transfer quarterback. And, of course, down here, everybody's looking at a Ronde Gadsden's son, who yep. all of a sudden is starting to show up on the radar uh, for NFL teams. In a way, his dad obviously never did come draft day. Yeah. Uh, probably going to see OG Jr.'s uh, name pay, uh, uh, called there on draft day, something that never happened for a Ronde himself. Getting almost two touchdowns, 13 and a half a line sitting here. Look, Dino Baber has, Babers has kind of had Clemson's number since he's been Syracuse's coach there. Yeah. Uh, beat him up there in the carrier dome a few years back. Has played him close a couple times. This looks like a good spot to us at 13 and a half. Think Syracuse can compete in this game. And, and look, Clemson, even last week when they were total control of Florida State, didn't win by two touchdowns. No. Um, and that's really dominating the game for three-plus quarters going into so, the fourth quarter before Florida State started to get it rolling. Yep. Um, I don't know that Clemson's a team built to blow people out. They certainly could and probably should win here at home. But two touchdowns is a pretty steep cover. I would definitely uh, think the orange is viable at that spot. Yeah, that game last week with uh, Clemson and Florida State, uh, I, I – turn my attention away from it uh, in my personal bookmaking venture with uh, the great Francesco. Uh, I had uh, Clemson and was laying five and then, you know, they're up like, like 20 points in a ball game and it's getting late. So you're just doing every mathematical permutation and figuring I can't lose. And the score comes up and I had to do the, you know, go back and do the math again. It was like, Oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. They, they won by six. <laughs> But it was I a lot closer than I close. thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah what the covered, hell happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. I tell you what, it was a great cover. I mean, and maybe the toughest beat uh, anybody could have taken. Uh, and uh, SMU was playing Navy. And uh, Navy, uh, you know, goes like 80 yards with a minute and change to go, passing the football the entire time. Uh, we ripped off one good run, and, and hey, they get you, a backdoor cover. You lost cover. to a Navy on a no, pass? We won. Wow. We won. We won, won with Navy, won. yeah. Navy uh, yeah, drives the ball. If you win because Navy's passing That's what he was to saying. get back to our cover, you need to go buy some lottery tickets immediately because it's clearly your night. <laughs> but really, <laughs> if we're being honest, the tough beat there is that your life has degenerated to the point that you're actually watching SMU. It got worse. <laughs> no, it got worse. I, think it was, I think it was a Friday night game, too, on top yes, of everything it else. Yeah. So, uh, it was a Friday yeah. night game. The, uh, the of, tough beat in there is that your life has gotten to the point you're spending your Friday nights yeah, watching yeah. SMU and Navy and, and you and live in South Florida. In preference to, like, you know, playoff baseball and other stuff that was going on. But uh, it got lower, uh, Professor, and you can appreciate this being the uh, college football junkie and degenerate that you are. Uh, I actually watched with great intent and, and was constantly doing mathematics in my head about spread beating uh, opportunities with FIU going against the University of Texas San Antonio. You, it's a Oh, I, well, I, I think Utz is actually kind of fun to watch, to be honest. <laughs> well, they were fun to watch go down to the sprint. This FIU okay. played brilliantly, and I, I should send this guy a thank you letter to his coach. Coach brilliantly to beat a point sprint. He really okay. did. Yeah. <laughs> Ran the ball a lot. I mean, uh, it was just absolutely fantastic. He, he ground out a lot of clock there. And, uh, you know, uh, an errant kick uh, could have easily doomed me, but uh, they covered easily, getting 34 and a hook. But I, I was one of five people watching the game. The other four were at the stadium. 
That was it. There were like four people there. It was... I, I, what, were, you, were you streaming this on the internet? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you, you can really find on a, TV somewhere? CBS you can Sports find any obscure crap. game now. It's the greatest thing. <laughs> you can, even... but they're all on ESPN3. So, like, I'm, I'm very confused about how you watch it because I don't believe you know how to get on to that. CBS Sports Network. I he has everything. Oh, yeah, he has the cable yeah. that has everything. Oh, yeah. Defoe's the, the last guy who still hasn't cut cord and just yes. completely yes. has straight cable. cable. Okay. Yeah, straight you know, I'm dealing with the Mustang here. We're old school. Yeah. <laughs> And Julian like asked, four hundred a month, uh, you know, to have. Uh, yeah, Julian uh, asked, and this was one of the classic moments in college football. There was also the game a couple weeks ago where the uh, SMU Mustang took a dump as it was running across <laughs> the field. Oh yeah, yeah. To the mascot's credit, it never stopped. It just took a dump while it was kept and trotting, they were... and I believe they had to date. To to pause the game for like fifteen minutes because yeah. the was horse shit on crap the field. was everywhere, yeah. and they didn't have horse crap cleanup equipment like no, just readily available no. on the sidelines. No. They had to go somewhere in the stadium and find you know containers for the horse crap. To, like they, like they solo paused cups. that game forever for exactly. that. I mean, when you're following Loki around on uh, on his walk, I mean, you know, uh, you, are you taking a solo cup? To stuff up? No. I got to be honest. I'm the one guy that if he nobody's around, I get away with it. I'm just. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm no. right there. With I don't you. believe. Look, I, I believe it'd be a good neighbor, but I don't know when a good neighbor started being. I have to carry around a bag of crap, and yeah. uh, that's one uh, one area that I I definitely. Uh, a, a social rebel on. I don't. I don't agree with that policy. Like it's grass. There's supposed yeah. to be, you know, poop and stuff. In it. Well, and um, we have a church right next door to us, so it's fantastic for walking Skippy. And uh, he leaves a deposit right there by the church, and I consider that uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you like a Joel Osteen moment for the dog. <laughs> it's fertilizer for the grass. It, yeah. it helps the grass. So you I know, mean, be green, hard, be in the nature. Do you ever fake like uh, going down to uh, you know pick it up because there's somebody? One hundred percent. I have done oh, that. Yeah. Yes, there's somebody yeah. watching. So I do the thing where I put the bag over my hand right, and then I right, reach right, down right. and then I just grind it into the grass. <laughs> you grind it. Isn't that that's better? Why is that better? Because uh, it's fertilizer. What do you think yeah. fertilizer is? I'm made saying, of? but made for you, for you, you're now physically touching. You don't no, feel like karma is going to bite you. Still, on the hand. Karma bites you though when you find dog shit in your shoe when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, fortunately, uh, yeah. I don't have that one. And then but... you're cursing the guy out. What asshole left his <laughs> yeah, dog shit? Exactly. Right there. <laughs> 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 jerk off left his shit in the like right by the curb. What kind of jerk off? All right. Is that it? I mean, you got We've got your cues. Again, we're going three underdogs this week. Uh, the third one, we're taking Kansas State coming off of uh, uh, bye week here. Get TCU, TCU very hot with the gambling community after a couple weeks in a row. I look for uh, K-State to give them a very difficult game here. Adrian Martinez has become a totally different guy against the transfer. We are talking about it with Luby a couple weeks ago. Maybe Scott Frost actually was the problem because it seems like everything Scott Frost has left behind Seems to get better. I mean, uh, you know, look at Josh Heupel is now the number one coach in the yeah. country after following Scott Frost off at UCF. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I think TCU's had a very stressful couple of weeks. Nice wins for them, uh, but I think they've been physically taxed in both games. Now they got to go play a very live Kansas State team, giving three points. We'll take Kansas State in the three. Excellent uh, analysis as always. Good luck with the plays. Uh, people, uh, you know, uh, use this uh, input uh, you know, to guide you, uh, hopefully, to uh, great riches. But uh, I love the uh, passion and the uh, conviction you have about Ole Miss. Syracuse, uh, I'm hoping they're in the game. They don't embarrass themselves. Uh, 6-0 and start, kind of nice. 
And yeah, uh, Kansas that, that State. That sounds like fa- false humility there, Defoe. I, I feel like as soon as we get off the air, you're going to be putting on the big puffy orange outfit. That is one of the uh, dumber mascots. I mean, I don't even get it. He, having attended the school, what what is the the connection? I don't is, think isn't really that some it, disparaging uh, Native American slight. Yes, it's uh, where yes, it started. Yeah. Was, it's right. Native Americans, but you know, you know that that's sort of what we do as white people. So yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, what we do. Like honestly, you you did this is one it's of kind of stupid to be a color as a, about as a school. sports. Because, like, you could tell who the terrible person is among the people you knew based on things in sports. If, like, yeah. you know the Cleveland Guardians fan who still insists on calling them the Cleveland Indians and is like, I grew up and they were the Cleveland Indians like and they're still Indian the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> and I don't care that they had that big mascot that looked like a ridiculous cartoon Indian. If you're that guy, like, you know that guy is a terrible person. And, you know, you probably yeah. should be hanging around with him. All right, let's turn our attention to uh, the board big board for this week. And, uh, okay. So Always many happenings this week. So many happenings this week that we can't even really talk about it. <laughs> so we're just calling it the big board of week in review because a lot of shit went down this week, Defoe. But okay. before we get into that, we have a special big board announcement um, that we, I guess we really do need to talk about. And that is Russell Wilson released another awful <laughs> subway app. <laughs> the worst on the mall and so bad. And honestly... We at the big board here from now on, we're just not going to talk about Russell Wilson. anymore. This is the last mention of Russell Wilson on the show. And it's, it's just not fun to ridicule Russell Wilson anymore. It used to be like the guy was one of the greatest quarterbacks and everybody loved him. Even, you know, the, the white guys who hate black quarterbacks liked Russell Wilson. He was, he's like de facto white quarterback who happened to be black. Everybody liked the guy. And very few people knew what a dork he is. Now, everybody knows what a dork he is. Subway seems to be playing up to dorkiness. He's actually embracing the dorkiness for money, and he's terrible. It has gone (laughs) from being a counterculture move to hate on Russell Wilson to just being like the guy who's punching a guy in a wheelchair. There's no point (laughs) in hating on Russell Wilson anymore. He can't play football, and the whole world knows what a dork he is. He's just flat out showing you publicly every chance he gets what a dork is. So no more picking on Russell Wilson here at the big board. Uh, makes sense. I Sounds mean, he's one right. pick six away from uh, calling Vince McMahon and looking right? for a <laughs> spot on the WWE <laughs> roster. <right? laughs> it's gotten so bad that Russell Wilson isn't going to wear his own jersey anymore. Russell Wilson's going to show up in a Geno Smith jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. Addition by uh, subtraction uh, there in Seattle uh, with Geno playing uh, some lights out ball there at times. Uh, all right. Uh, there you go. So a band. Uh, excellent special announcement uh, well, for people out there that were looking for more Russell Wilson references. Sorry. But we're not going to pick on the infirmed let's move on to the big board of the week in review and that starts with number five which is the washington commanders every time you think this franchise cannot hit a low new low point Mm -hmm. they manage to limbo right underneath (laughs) that part the week starts with daniel snyder basically blackmailing the nfl telling them i know all your secrets and if you try to kick me out i'm going to reveal them and comes out two days ago with a different story, which is that two Washington Commanders fans, after winning the 50-50 raffle at the stadium for $14,000, which, first of all, 
the 50 50 raffle at a commander's game only pays 14 grand. That's yeah, like no, the that's... numbers you see at a Marlins game. Yep. That's pathetic. <laughs> it's like a thistle down pick three pool. Yeah. <laughs> 14 grand is like the kind of pool. I don't know. I think high schools do better on their 50 50 <laughs> raffle than apparently the commanders do. I guarantee high yeah. school football games in Texas, the raffle's oh bigger than $14,000. But that's not where we're going with, with this. The fan wins it. Gets his check and the check bounces. No, no, <laughs> from an NFL franchise. The Washington Commanders welched on the bet for the guy who won the 15, 50 50 raffle, which was only 14 grand to start with. Oh, my God. That's well, and they pocketed 14 themselves, I guess. Or I don't know. Does that go to charity? I'm not sure. Uh, you could even count on that. Apparently, they didn't pocket 14 because uh. if the, fifth, the 14 to the winner went bust. I got to assume the 14 of the charity went bust, too. <laughs> the same people uh, must be collecting this money that we're collecting for Beasley Broadcasting. They sold uh, 14 7 so We you. somehow find ourselves in a beef no with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no comment. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, they welched oh, on a bet. That's, uh, that's outstanding. That's number five. Number four. Uh, and I don't know if you've been following this story or not. Oh, this yeah. on the left the is Hans Niemann. Oh, yeah. He is a uh, a world-ranked chess player who has been accused, and from as far as I can tell from the details of this story, accused accurately <laughs> by everybody in chess of being a cheater. Apparently, he was wearing some sort of buzzer device yeah. uh, that was linked to a supercomputer that would send a series of taps to tell him what the optimum move is. This has been uh, talked about by Magnus Carlsen and a few other um, uh, top chess players in the world. And now he is all suing each of them for $100 million for a total of $400 million for defamation and libel. Here's my first question. If you go out in public with this haircut, what the hell can your reputation possibly be? Because it ain't $400 million. He's like Jose Altuve's cat, man. I mean, he's wired up. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, by the feds, practically. Uh, yeah, and I've been reading that of story. All, yeah. As far as I and look, we all know with this uh, Alex Jones things, and I think we were all glad to see Alex Jones yes. lose a billion dollars because he's a jerk off. Um, but I don't like the fact that this guy, who clearly is a cheater, can sue these people for $400 million because they've been calling a cheater a cheater. That, for me personally, and for the Defoe show, sets a very bad precedent where the New England Patriots are. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you weren't at the Kraft wedding, Professor? Yeah, exactly. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, if we're getting a point in this country where people who cheat and get caught cheating get called a cheater and then sue you because sue, you yeah. called well, them yeah, a cheater... That's that's not a good deal as far as I'm concerned. It's a bad, you know. It's a bad press. I don't want to be great again. That's what we're trying to do here. I don't want to have to set up an LLC to do appearances on this show because I'm worried about sex. Oh, believe me, uh, yeah. No, we're 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 open fodder for any kind of uh, libel suit here. Yeah, we've done that, a lot of that. Things are going here. <laughs> well, they may as well be building a moat for us, uh, you know, <laughs> on that uh, island that uh, you know is tough to get off, like Papillon found. Uh, uh, all right, uh, that's number four. A cheater um, suing uh, for being uh, called a cheater. Number three. Alabama fan has very normal reaction to a loss. If you can't <laughs> read the screen here, he fired a shotgun into his neighbor's house following the loss <laughs> after Tennessee uh, beat Alabama because his neighbor, he didn't feel, was rooting for Alabama quite enough. Oh, my God. There it was go, all man. a Tennessee fan. He wasn't <laughs> cheering for the six. Come on. The amazing thing here. 
is this has now become a standard policy. Oh, Every time know. Alabama loses a football game, a couple of them try to murder each other. Oh, uh, a couple of years ago, <laughs> it was a father and son got in an yeah. argument over now, but the Alabama Auburn game, uh, and the son tried to shoot his dad and his stepmom. Um, again, it should be this, you know it's uh, funny. Guy, about it for laughter, yeah. This guy didn't think the Alabama fans who lived next door were cheering quite loudly enough, so he fired a shotgun into the house again. <laughs> I, I kind of admire this. I would like to be a big enough fan of anything in life that murdering people seems like a good reaction yeah. to uh, things not Look going my team's way. Wow. I guess, in a sense, it's good that Saban is the level coach he is because yeah. otherwise half the population – I mean, if dead. they ever go five and six, like 10,000 people in Alabama are going to be dead. But this is now what the Alabama fan base has, uh, has come to. Literally, every time you can trace it back, Alabama loses a football game. A couple people get uh, accused of attempted murder in the state of Alabama. Jesus. Well, uh, Nick nearly killed that kid, that special teams guy that fucked up. Uh, you know, so uh, he's is he not uh, advocating an insurrection of some sort among Alabama fans? So, you know, uh, not, not that they're hillbillies. I mean, if that know. means we can get Congress to put Nick Saban in prison. Yeah, I'm 100 percent for it. <laughs> I, I couldn't have been any happier than to see him <laughs> right? Honestly, if if Nick Saban ends up in prison next to Roger Stone, I'm going to go visit that prison <laughs> to point at them and laugh <laughs> for the rest of my life. That'd be a nice pair there, I mean, as cellmates. Sure All right, uh, that's number three. The the I, I, I think honestly they game. would actually get along great as uh, as cellmates because I'm pretty sure Nick Saban has a Richard Nixon tattoo too, so they could just sit there and compare. <laughs> All about telling the truth, my friend. I mean, honestly, uh, doesn't that sound like the kind of thing you could make up about Nick Saban and people would believe it? Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah Nick Saban no. has a tattoo of Roger Sa- of uh, Richard Nixon's face on his back. Sure, why not? <laughs> Sounds right to me. Uh, all right, uh, number three, fan uh, losing with dignity in Alabama. Number two, his neighbor. Yes. in a move so vicious, I almost have to admire it, uh, and, and I think she's pretty hot to begin with. Apparently... Shakira is the biggest bitch in the world. Oh, really? Well, that's not shocking, <laughs> uh, I guess. Wow. Story broke yesterday. Shakira, who had a long-term relationship with uh, Barcelona striker Gerard Piquet, uh, which broke up last year because apparently Piquet cheated on Shakira uh, with a French model, which I, I don't know. Admirable. Woman, I mean, it's admirable. I mean, anybody who's seen Shakira dance oh, in her videos, does. I can't imagine the woman that would make you cheat on Shakira, but... Uh, and hey, this other know. little croissant, though, might have had uh, you know, a different type of motion there. It was more exactly. amenable for a soccer player, yeah. Uh, but the follow-up is Shakira, who is a partner in Spotify, is now teamed up with Spotify, who's teamed with Barcelona. And apparently Shakira's name is going to be put on the Barcelona jersey for four games this year. Oh, my God. Uh, and PK currently plays for Barcelona. Right. So he's going to have to go around with his ex-girlfriend's name across his chest on his jersey while he plays his soccer uh, (laughs) on at least four occasions the rest of the year. Again, this is such a vicious move by Shakira that I almost have to admire it. Like, (laughs) you treat your woman wrong, and she makes you go around wearing her name while you do your thing professionally. Hey, like, I can't even imagine uh, how that's got to feel. Not to mention... That, like, you have a constant reminder about how you screwed it up with Shakira, which, yeah. I, mean, I mean, that Shakira. can't feel good yeah. walking around because 
I'm not saying she's the hottest woman on earth, but she's she's, she's on the short list. Yeah, she's like you, you can't feel good going around knowing, you know, well, yeah, I screwed the pooch there. <laughs> well, you can't really be uh, too judgmental about affairs of the heart. I mean, uh, people do crazy things. I feel like you can. I feel like you get to a place in life. And it's not just relationships. It's anything yeah. where, where, where you're the guy who's just, throwing away a filet mignon to eat a plate of hamburger helper and like there's no way <laughs> that can feel good like you've, you've gotten to a point where you have to realize in life i'm not doing any better than this it's time to walk away from the table yeah like if i don't know if you're at uh, a roulette table and you hit your number six times in a row don't take your money over to the blackjack table and start firing away <laughs> it's not a good idea play video like, poker at the bar if you're uh, at a <laughs> slot machine and you hit for a million dollars on the jackpot, yeah. don't go over to the thousand dollar spin machine. Again, you've peaked. Like, don't don't push your luck. This yeah. is honestly, this is literally like the guy who wins the Powerball and then goes and buys five million dollars worth of mega money tickets because <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> He's hot. Why not? I mean, uh, keep going. Uh, All right, uh, well, that's only number two. Then uh, uh, I can't wait peaked. to see the unveiling here. Uh, this would be the number one incident of the week. Uh, happened at the Minnesota Timberwolves game in their opening night, and that is Dalvin Cook and unidentified guest attend Minnesota Timberwolves games right. together. Uh, I don't know if you can see that, but it was a picture that was highly published yesterday, which that is Dalvin Cook sitting front row at a Minnesota Timberwolves game, and next to him, after years of seclusion, there's Bigfoot sitting next to <laughs> Dalvin <laughs> Cook at the Minnesota Timberwolves game. Number one part about this, I'm glad to see after years of being a recluse and trying to avoid the paparazzi that Bigfoot now feels comfortable to come out and go to a Minnesota Timberwolves game. I'm personally saying that if you're going to go to a to an NBA game at Bigfoot and debut yourself yeah, i don't know that a timberwolves game is necessarily where i want to go i feel like if you're bigfoot and you're willing to come make public appearances even the warriors will give you front row seats and i know those things <laughs> go for like fourteen thousand dollars a seat uh you could certainly get seated next to jack nicholson at a lakers game these day, yes. days so i don't know that the t-wolves is necessarily the way i go maybe bigfoot is a big carl anthony towns fan i don't know um the number two thing i am glad to see in this world where we have so much hate and so much divide, particularly surrounding this issue. I just want to can't compliment Dalvin Cook and Bigfoot for feeling comfortable enough to have date night in public <laughs> at the Minnesota Timberwolves game in the front row. So keep reaching for that rainbow, Dalvin and Bigfoot. I'm glad to see it. And I'm glad to see, honestly, as Dalvin Cook is a guy who's had domestic violence problems in the past the and had some animal abuse problems in the past, the Dalvin Cook, has now come so far that he's willing to take Bigfoot out in public like that. <laughs> uh, actually, it seems very congruous uh, with, uh, you know, the, the Timberwolves and Bigfoot. Uh, with, you know, you're talking about Timberwolves, uh, wilderness. You're assuming that Bigfoot is out there leaving a giant uh, footprint in the snow somewhere. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what the uh, connection is. Does Bigfoot eat wolves? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Just romping around in the wilderness there, man. I haven't been able to find this cat forever, man. It's uh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly why Bigfoot and Dalvin Cook chose a T-Wolves game. Maybe <laughs> it was because outside of the Vikings locker room, there's the other, only other black people in Minnesota. So <laughs> 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 uh, 
Now a, lot of people, Prince, a lot of people named Sven there when we visited for the Super Bowl. Now, yeah, now that Prince sure. is dead, I don't, I don't know that there's any other black people in Minneapolis no, no. for them to hang out not with. Not a lot so. of them. No, there's not Might a lot of them. Might be true. We were there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right, Professor. Excellent as always, yeah, man. man a week in review. I mean, all over the place and fantastic. Uh, and, and some strong plays there on the college football slate. Uh, we want to wish you, uh, you know, of course, uh, great a great, very the successful foundry, degenerate great weekend. Check out the Foundry. Yeah, you got uh, football going on all day, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, both a Saturday and Sunday brunch, right? Yes, yes. Every, every time I blow by there around that time of day, man, ah. on my way to various gambling establishments, I always well, look Phil, and go, wow, look at that pack. You Don't stop be there afraid first. to stop in and have a, you know, a glass of Chardonnay, Heath. <laughs> uh, I, I might take you up on that. Uh, Maybe you know, have very, two very or likely. three, you know. Well, he wasn't offering. <laughs> He's saying as a customer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, I don't. I we don't need Defoe Mustang more she than that. Oh Mustang. man, yeah, yeah, Mustang. Yeah. That, that third bottle is always the one that gets me. The third bottle, <laughs> yeah, at forty-two a pop. Uh, all right, uh, thanks, uh, Professor. Always a You're pleasure, best, my friend. Man. Uh, you guys a great have a great American. one. All right, great stuff. The professor. That was great. All right, Mark Lawrence coming up uh, yes, right around sir. the corner here. Uh, we're going to take a, uh, just a brief time away here yes, on a degenerate Friday to reset things. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. Going to join us here on the show. And then uh, after that, the Gambling Gourmet. Mike Mayo finish things off here on a Degenerate Friday. We'll be back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. Date 33. Hey, folks. Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere. Not too loud, but good energy. Reasonable prices. And a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. To be or not to be. Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Jimmy Johnson. How many gamblers did I bail out last weekend with my game of the year? A $100 better made $10,000. A $500 better made $50,000. Well, I got six games on Sunday that I'm releasing absolutely free. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these six games. Absolutely! Oh, 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 I believe, I believe. We now return to the Defo Show. Uh, if you're going to gamble, it's always good to do it with uh, some uh, level of conviction. Uh, if you're going to back up your own picks with your own hard-earned cash. Uh, welcome back to the show with Degenerate Friday. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz here on South Florida Live. And uh, we have the Gambling Gourmet still ahead. But uh, always a pleasure to welcome this man. I was yes, perusing uh, just before the show uh, came on uh, as uh, I, I popped my computer on. And there it was. 
And that was the uh, morning cup of coffee that uh, is published by uh, the great Mark Lawrence on PlaybookSports.com. That that is a that is a great read, man. I I love that thing, Mark Lawrence. I, I know you go into great detail and depth in, in a lot of your publications there online, but uh, I love that. I, I would imagine that's a big seller uh, there for you uh, among your many many followers. Thanks, Steve. Uh, yes, it is. It's really popular because uh, it's a real quick read, as you mentioned. You know, you read the thing a couple, two or three minutes, and kind of get your day kickstarted with the world of sports. So, so real popular with our our listeners out there, and anybody that uses or subscribe to our publications or our services gets that every day in their in their email box every morning at 6 a.m sharp you know i'm right there with you man i mean as soon as it hits six i i pop that on and it's absolutely fantastic all right uh, uh things that you're seeing i mean uh, i guess uh, there's nothing better a uh, sweet sweet uh, uh scenario as I, I was looking at a hunched over snibbling broken nick saban trying to explain uh, the 17 penalties and the Alabama loss to Tennessee. And uh, it did seem like there were two games uh, that that stood out with handicappers last week. And uh, I I think you might have been uh, or mentioned at least one, if not both. Uh, Tennessee, everybody loved Tennessee over Alabama, and they ended up winning outright, uh, getting seven. And uh, everybody loved Penn State over Michigan, and they ended up getting throttled. So uh, uh, what did you see on last week's uh, ticket that, that stood out to you, Mark Lawrence? Well, as you mentioned, uh, I think those were the two marquee games, uh, both involving undefeated football teams. And, you know, we're down to nine teams now that are left undefeated that are unscathed. And it's going to be really, really interesting moving forward to see exactly how those teams fare. Interestingly, we've got a couple of more of those unscathed dogs that are on the football card this week. And I'm going to talk about one of them here in just a minute here. But, uh, Basically, what I'm seeing here is uh, is the SEC tightening up. The Sphinx is tightening up on the SEC right now. Alabama, we saw that. Georgia will probably be pressed uh, into a, a close call football game, whether they win or they lose, but it happens invariably to every team every year. And inside the Southeast Conference, which is everybody knows the premier conference in college football, it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. So it's great football. I love watching it, and I love to see the goalposts being carried off the field as they were at uh, <laughs> in Nashville. That was really, really, really nice to see. Uh, I know they're whining and they're complaining about having to replace those goalposts, but uh, you know who really gives an F about you know having to replace those goalposts when they accomplished exactly what they did? That was great football. I mean, the only thing could have been sweeter is if uh, instead of dumping them into the river there, they uh, just shoved them right up. Nick's fanning. <laughs> a serious dose of proctology there for uh, the uh, one and only Nick Saban. Uh, all right, let, let's get to your plays. Uh, Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com. You can uh, log on at playbooksports.com and get all of his fascinating stuff, uh, which I, I don't know anybody better when it comes to, uh, you know, and you were under this a long time ago, so your database is sensational. Uh, when it comes to the numerology and all of this analytics and sabermetrics and all of the things that people are leaning on in sports today to comprise teams, uh, you've been dissecting teams uh, with this stuff for a long time. So uh, what do you have for us this week, Mark? Well, we're going we're gonna to focus just in what we were talking about, these undefeated dogs right now taking points at this stage of the football season, and you get guaranteed their best effort in contests like this. And I think the points ultimately become the bonuses. So we call this putting on the stats – and we're going to put the stats on with these undefeated putting dogs. Putting on the stats. First one's right. going to be putting on the stats. We love that this time of the year. First time or first play is going to be Syracuse. We're going to take 13 and a half against Clemson. 
And this is a Syracuse football team that uh, has their record is you know, perfect six and zero, and it's deserving because they've won the yards in five of those six football games. They're winning the yardage by 163 yards a contest, and now they're going to take 13 and a half points against Clemson, who just comes off the, the win over Florida State, which looked good on paper. But you know, if it weren't for the fourth quarter last week when they outscored Florida State 14 to nothing, it would have been a it would have been a scare. It would have been a close call game for Clemson. I think yeah. you're going to get everything out of Syracuse in this game here, and I'll take them plus the 13 and a half. Very good. You know, I'm on board with that. You know. But I'm in a dusty Springfield mode there, wishing and hoping and hoping and praying uh, that, uh, you know, Syracuse uh, can somehow miraculously pull out uh, a straight-up win, which, which uh, you know, Clemson has been vulnerable at different times. Uh, they were sort of dominating that game for, uh, you know, as you said, uh, late until uh, FSU came back into it and tightened up the score. But, um, you know, I mean, uh, I've I watched some Clemson football this year. They, they seem like the – Two touchdowns is a lot to give. All right, be definitely be worth a shot. All right, what else do you have on the college slate, Mark Lawrence? They play. We're, we're going to go way out west, and we're going to play UCLA plus six and a half against Oregon. Uh, the Pac-12's only hope right now to uh, be in the college football playoffs, and then to do that, they would have to go undefeated. So, you know, the entire conference is behind UCLA in this football yeah. game. Uh, uh, and what UCLA also happens to be is one of only nine teams in the country that have won those yards in every game they've played so far this football season. They've won them by 161 yards a contest. Now you're going to give them six and a half points uh, into triple revenge. And it's triple revenge not only for UCLA, but for Chip Kelly, who used to be the head coach at Oregon. And since he moved away and came back to UCLA, over to UCLA, he's played the Ducks three times. He's lost three times. So this becomes that triple revenge, personal triple revenge, if you will, for Chip Kelly, and there's a great stat here on the UCLA inside the game. Uh, if you take a look at UCLA, when they've been an underdog and they're on the road off of a win, they're 20 and four straight up and 18 and six to the spread. Wow. I think they fit the pattern. They check they check all the boxes here. It does UCLA, and I'm going to look for a big effort from them to win this football game on the scoreboard. A couple of dogs there uh, under the uh, putting on the stats theory, uh, Mark Lawrence. And uh, now we switch over to the National Football League. Yep, we're going to rely on a couple of good old faithfuls in the NFL, our 4 by 4 division dogs. These are dogs that run the football for four yards of carry. The opponent willingly gives up four yards of carry. And you've you got these teams like this when they're playing division opponents. You get really, really good efforts from them. The first is going to be the Cleveland Browns taking six and a half from Baltimore, who finds ways to, more ways to lose games than win games this football season yeah. here. Uh, it, it's it's unbelievable. But what you also have in Cleveland here, Depot, is the fact that um, Browns are also the, a better offense and a better defense within the, the same football game. So not only do you have the, the, the bod, we call it, you also got this four-by-four. Four. Cleveland runs the ball for 5.3 yards a carry here. And this is the first of back-to-back division games for Cleveland. And if, if they uh, they win this football game and they win next week against Cincinnati, then all these horror stories that have happened to them so far this football season – will be for naught because they'll be right atop the AFC North with these two wins. So I think Cleveland controls their destiny, and it starts here with Baltimore. I'll play the Browns plus the six and a half. Baltimore's uh, second half and late collapses uh, have been colossal so far this year. Uh, just unbelievable. And it seems like every game 
you know, where, where they have the game well in hand or are about to uh, go away with a victory at least, and uh, they find a way to blunder it as they did against the Dolphins and, and then against the uh, G-Men as well. Uh, all right, so we have the Cleveland Browns, and uh, where else are we going in the National Football League? We're going to go over to the Seattle Seahawks side of things. Uh, not not a division game, but uh, a West Conference game. They're going to take Seattle plus the five against the Chargers uh, in a not only a four by four, but this is a five by five. Mm. Seattle runs wow. the football for five five point three a carry, and the Chargers allow five point six yards a carry. So these are one of these unique five by five dogs. And all Seattle has been doing this football season is surprising the odds makers. They're just terrific uh, when they've been dogs of six or more points, uh, which they, I think they're going to be taking six come Sunday. They're a perfect 6-0 and to the spread doing that. You've got the Chargers with their bye week up on deck next week, which has never been a good role for that particular football team. And this Charger football team here right now is uh, banged up and bruised. I mean, uh, we're, seeing, we're not seeing the Justin Herbert this year that we saw last year. And uh, it's showing. It's re- showing in the stats is where it's really showing here. So I think Seattle plus the points is a really live live dog in this football game. And all I can say is go Geno Smith, ah! comeback player of the year. Craziest <laughs> thing, man. Oh, he's been great. And uh, maybe Pete Carroll should be a candidate for coach of the year because uh, Seattle is expected to do zero point zero this year. And you know, you're looking at uh, Russell Wilson, superstar worth uh, like a hundred first round picks and all of his money. And uh, you're going to replace him with Geno Smith, who is a Jets cast-off, for God's sake. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's worked out uh, you know, fairly well. They're competitive in every game, and they, they won a few that uh, people would have thought that they had no chance in. So uh, good pick there. Uh, all right, Mark, uh, Mark you, you, Lawrence, uh, Playbook Sports Time. Yes. Can I jump in real quick one second? You mentioned Russell yeah. Wilson, and uh, the reason I'm, I'm mentioning this is that we uh, we called this out in our newsletter this week, and it was really, really a great line in the uh, Denver at football game Monday night when it was horrible, just boring to yeah. watch. They went into overtime and they, they lost again. And there was a uh, there was a news channel, a sports channel in Denver that after the game put up a graph on the screen, and it said that uh, people in Denver have a better time, better chance of passing a kidney stone than they do watching <laughs> the Denver Broncos oh, pass no. the football. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Harsh uh, criticism of the uh, Russell Wilson play. He started the game 10 for 10, all on, you know, pretty much stink passes. He threw a couple down the field. He had a busted coverage he picked up uh, that uh, went for a touchdown. But other than that, he's throwing a ball like one year ahead of him. after that, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. right. Very deceptive, yeah. All right, uh, Mark, uh, playbooksports.com. How can people find uh, more of your work? Because it's always fascinating, my friend. It's available all online at playbooksports.com. Get our weekly newsletters. The football newsletter is doing really well once again this year. Any one of three newsletters, totals, uh, stats, the midweek, midweek alert, or our newsletter. And if you do subscribe to any of those, you'll also get that coffee club, which we talked about earlier on in the week. So check it out online, playbooksports.com. Right, Way Mr. ahead Mark, of your time in uh, all respects there, Mark Lawrence, including the conversion to uh, – uh, publishing this stuff online. Uh, PlaybookSports.com, outstanding. Mark Lawrence, always brilliant. Thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure as always, guys. Be well, stay safe, and I'll catch you yeah. next week. Have a great weekend, sir. It's like listening to Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting, isn't it? Honestly. When uh, you hear the mathematics Theories behind... and all the crap, yep. Unbelievable there. That's Mark great. Lawrence. Nice way to dissect a ball game, though. That's for sure. Yep. All right, uh, speaking of dissection, uh, we're going to be dissecting some food later on. on yes. Lunchbox. 
I'm super stoked. Pizza time, and it's near Luby's house, so, I mean, it's just a dream trip for you. Yes. Uh, not so uh, much of a dream for me. But, I drive uh, all over freaking South Florida for the lunchbox. I'm really happy to stay in my hometown. Yeah. I'm on 95 and 595 <laughs> in university, and then I got to find a place. Is this it? The fountains? They said make a left. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I, I'll get there. I, I'm going to try and get there you're, for sure. Because okay. uh, I'm thinking the Mayo Man orders the white clam pizza, which he's been talking about forever. Sort of has to. And I, I believe it's featured at this place. I, I'm, I'm not sure, you know. I wouldn't go necessarily out of my way, you know, to try one. Uh, but if it's going to be put in front of me, why not, right? Supposedly the specialty, and he gives our friends at the pizza spot a tough time because a pizza places, uh, you know, a pizza are supposed to. That's like one of their staples, and they don't have that New Haven, yet. Yeah. They're working on it. But Mayo makes sure, much like Seltzer, that he mentions it every time we do yes. anything with a pizza spot. So I presume, since we're there and they He's have very it, obsessive, isn't he? Uh, yes, Mayo? he is. Right. He's very weird about something like that, yes. All right, well, we'll hear from him in just a minute here uh, on the Defoe Show. A Degenerate Friday continues, uh, and it's still spellbinding, some of that numerology yes. of Mark Lawrence. Uh, back with more. I, I sound like Lee Pete on you the do. old Proline Show. Do. Absolutely spellbinding, your picks there. No, no, but we're not touting anything. We're just uh, we're trying to help you out. All right, uh, back with more in a moment. Uh, the Gambling Gourmet, Mike Mayo, joins us. Uh, now that. The 8.48. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapists, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. All right, so you have the poem. poem. Let's do it. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I got DQ'd from the late double. Sorry. No champagne or caviar for you. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Mayo, the gambling gourmet, ladies and gentlemen. The only way to get your morning started is with Depot, joined by Luby, right here on The Depot Show. 
<laughs> He's back to being grumpy, this kid. Unbelievable. Uh, Mike Mayo, the gambling one, may join us here. He's giving us a finger. <laughs> what kind of greeting is that? I mean, I'm in a very morning. We've been spamming him all morning. <laughs> what happened? Everything was looking so great. Poker yesterday. tournament? What happened? Oh, no, well, what it happened? started with a poker tournament where I get a flush and a guy fucking rivers a full house. But oh, that nobody no. wants to hear that sob story. Oh, yeah. happens Another uh, losing chicken. I left out the two. Oh, and that's the other thing. I played, yeah. I just, for shits and giggles, I played a pick five at Keeneland yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, four out just, of five? Just threw $12 into it. No, yeah. I only got one out of five, oh, and the nice. one was a $110 horse. Oh, that 54 oh, to one shot, man. yeah. <laughs> How'd you come up with that one? Because one of my things is I always bet horses oh, that horses. have wine or champagne in the name. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and Joey, I talked to Joey after doing that stupendous stupidity of not having one dollar on it, right. you know, just yeah, for, for a shit, so win bet. Uh, Joey loved the horse that won the feature, the 13 horse. He ends yes. up hitting the late double with both horses because it was oh, a dead heat in the last thousands. race. He cashed for a dime. He put like 20 bucks yeah. in and he gets back a thousand bucks because he loved the 13. If me and him got together and talked yesterday before the races, well, we would have had the hundred dollar horse, the forty six dollar horse, and we would be probably taking home a uh, one hundred twenty three thousand dollar pick five, which is what it paid for fifty cents. Oh, which man. Is I mean, that was a so, very generous man. So I was in a great place yesterday. Yeah, that sets me off. And then this you, morning, you are having like, brushes done with greatness when it comes to your degeneracy. All of your friends are winning. Yes, that makes and it. Even this worse. has to make it, it especially frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> that, that you're knocking on the door, but you're still walking away. Maybe even and, a loser, and, even and though it was time, only twelve bucks. Yeah. And then this morning, like technology is just haunting me. I know yesterday it was Luby's turn, me. but yep, like yep, yep, yep. I keep holding up like, well today. Uh, I'm trying to do things. My daughter, my daughter's school, they changed all their systems, like to make payments for the lunchroom and to report an absence and like everything changed and it doesn't recognize me. Like I try to log into the new system. Yeah. It says your email not recognized. I only pay them fucking five figures a year. And they, can't even recognize. they don't even want your money. I'm like, screw you, uh, gourmet. Yeah. You sure you have a daughter here in the school, uh, Mr. What'd you say your name was? Yeah. yeah it's probably because my Michelle probably enrolled and they only give one per family. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, got to explain to him that hey you know we have two households you're this iconic uh, ex-husband yeah (laughs) yeah the one who pays for everything very very grumpy today and 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 all my picks are going up in flames last night's game was such a dog game we have like this family weekly uh pool that my mom is in and i thought the football game was a gimme my mom is winning the pool this year Oh, yeah, nice. That's Email. how upside down the season yeah. is. And we just do straight up picking winners, not even trying to go against oh, the spread. Okay. And uh, she's way ahead of the pack. Uh, and uh, my sister-in-law only got three right heads up last week. That just tells you what. Heads up, like three Francesco. right. Francesco. <laughs> no, like, just, just going. Francesco's you know, without, getting hot. He's going back. Without the point spread, she yeah. went three and whatever it was for 11. Without the point spread? Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Uh, that's bad. That's tough to do. So. But meanwhile, I'm I'm sitting in second place. My mom is winning. But last night it was such a dog game. I just told my brother flip a coin, and of course it came up New Orleans. So me and Joe Cass, me and Joe Cassell are going to be whining together. Wow, Give, send me a little bit of that suitor home white zin. <laughs> white zin. I love the the uh, appalling reaction you had to uh, white so zinfandel, and then you went into a whole thing explaining like that guy that has uh, Doctor Savant that has the cantaloupe that he puts on Sidney well, Crawford's face. Regular zinfandel is a grapes. beautiful grape. Yeah. Regular Regular Zin is yeah, great, really nice and White's and Vendel is the rat piss of the wine world. 
<laughs> You're gonna be fine today. You ever drink Gewurz uh, Traminer? Gewurz Traminer. It's a German wine. I love wine. being on this show because I yeah. love working blue, and you know I gotta clean it up for the lunchbox because we're streaming on the Let's well, Eat yeah, South Florida group. Yeah. And uh, you know one of our rules, which I think is good, especially on a Facebook group where yeah, people yeah. are going at it, go is no it. cursing, no profanities. You know, so insult we, people. We, yeah. We abide by that, yep. and uh, boy, I wish I could really say some of the things <laughs> I want to say. Some uh, you catch my uh, text this morning. Right? What do you think about that? Four dinner for four four dimes at uh, yeah, what? Okay, so I don't, how does that amazing? Like what? Like, I uh, they were ordering. I will qualify this by saying bottles? that uh, my son said they were ordering thousand dollar bottles of wine. Wine, okay, that'll jack and, up. That's uh, how you, do you know. It. And and okay, so even if you had three of them, that's three dimes. It still leaves. Uh, yeah, well, a dime for four people probably isn't that outrageous. A thousand, so, I can see. In a, in a high end place, yeah. All right, so I reviewed Mastro's when it first opened. I fucking hate that. <laughs> I know. You, you you panned it. I was telling Jesse. It, because of all the high end steakhouses, there's some high end steakhouses that really do a nice job yep, and they yep. butcher their own meat. And, uh, yep. you know, like Council Oak at the Hard Rock. I love them. You know, they do a really nice job. Sometimes their steaks come out overcooked. Uh, also, high-end bourbon steak down in Aventura, tremendous job. This Mastro's is part of a chain that was like had Landry's, and they also had Chart House, and it used to be right. a Chart House. And they've turned it into this, like, glitzy place where you see all the people that have, you know, all not an ounce of natural fiber or skin in any of these people. <laughs> Fucking breast jobs and Botox yeah. Central and Bentleys and Rolls Royces. Everything I hate about South Florida is is right. in that restaurant. The decadence. They're, they're all there for showing off, right? Yeah. And, and the meat comes out of cryovac plastic. It's not butchered. It's sent from a central. Oh, you know, geez. Commentary. They don't even do their own meat? No. And it's and it's like people who don't know any better, like they, they just love, they, they think it's great because they spend a lot of money, but it's very sure. mediocre. They overpromise, wow. under deliver. Um, and you sent all this in the sunset. Uh, next week, yeah. by the way, the lunchbox live from Mastro's. <laughs> <laughs> but if they want to be a sponsor, talk about a makeup call. Yeah, you might not. I know you. you I, I love Mastro's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have them as a sponsor. Yeah. I have my, and that's the beauty of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you have standards. Yeah, my own very horn. strong yeah. standards. But I do have to approve anybody that wants to come on board as a sponsor. But because I have my standards, and I don't want to compromise my integrity. I'm a very, I'm an anomaly in the whole uh, broadcast. Oh, no, we have some but, good people on that show. It's fantastic. Yeah, great people. Yeah, I want show. nothing but the best, and I'm excited about going over. To we're venturing out today. Where, where are we going, Mike Mayo? Yeah, we're going yeah, to that too. new. Uh, it's going to be opening to the general public on Monday, but nice. it's in soft opening mode uh, today. But we're going to be broadcasting this new Frank Pepe Pizzeria from New Haven. It's like an iconic place in New Haven. The progenitor of the New Haven a pizza pie, very thin and crispy, and it's not burnt. It's charred. <laughs> they have a coal-fired ovens over there, and we're going to be talking to the granddaughter of the founder uh oh, wow. jennifer uh i don't have her name in front of me but jennifer is frank we'll Pepe's jennifer. granddaughter oh, we'll just call it jennifer. sure yeah um we're jennifer. gonna hopefully be uh tasting a whole a wide away array of their what about uh, this group. clam pie though that, yeah that's we'll have the, the clam pie we're okay have the clam pie and you know well, what should i is... expect there uh, mike mayo taste of clam i mean uh, obviously but uh <laughs> you i mean what's the what's the key to the whole thing you expect you can expect me to be in a vitriolic mood and spewing oh, bitterness. Yeah. No, no, you'll be fine. You'll Laced be fine. with yeah, it's early in the morning here. Did you go Laced on a walk of life? Did you go out to the beach there? No, and, and that's the thing. Out? I've got so much to do today. Yeah. I can't even get on the walk of life, and I gotta, you know. But that's okay. I'm not complaining, <clears throat> and I can't even do my usual like the last few weeks. I've had that good routine. Uh, go to Dania and play some poker in the afternoon today. I've got another business. I think I'll be punching. Yes. 
I can't. I can't do it today. So my whole routine, all my good uh, juju is gone. And uh, but that's okay because uh, I suck when it comes to gambling. Uh, you got any I'm, picks I'm, for us? Uh, you know, yeah. No, I mean, everything I'm doing is wrong. So I'm going against myself now. So for the rest of the year, just. Pick the Jets, pick the Giants, pick Notre Dame, <laughs> and that's it. Notre Dame, man. Wow, that was something. I, I, I mean, I root against Notre Dame uh, with every, no, uh, you know, that one I'm of still, my emotional I'm, being. But, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm still right about that. I said I hate at Notre Dame. They're always yeah, overrated. Just bet against Watching them. Watching them lose to so, Stanford. They lost to Stanford. Right up. That was yeah, so that one, that's the only thing that's been holding up for me. But the Jets and the Giants are good. The Dolphins are going down the drain. You know, do you think yeah, they might what? bounce back now? Right? Maybe they week. do. Hopefully this week. We'll yes. See. We could pray, but let's face it. Now he's rusty, and now he's especially fragile. And anytime he takes one hint, somebody from New York or somewhere is yeah. going to pull him out of the game. He doesn't remember so the how last can you three bet weeks. on that? Yeah. How can you depend on that? It's done. It's over. My win season total <laughs> bet is over. Oh wow, you're throwing in the right halfway through, <laughs> and they're five hundred. Maybe this, maybe this <laughs> clam pie will uh, have you uh, clam up on some of this bitterness. Oh, uh, Food is the only on. saving grace in my existence <laughs> yeah. right now. And uh, oh, I just got good word that we're going to be able to do a little segment with. Uh, Oh, uh, Louis Bossy at the Boca location, Tuesday, November 1st. So that's okay. in a couple of weeks. We're going nice. to head up there. I know Louis is excited. Defo, i got to give you a reminder. This uh, place I'm a Louis is Bossy not fan. In... I, I, I do know uh, Louis Bossy a little bit. I actually oh, know the guy. Oh, that's a person. Oh, good for uh, you. I had him on a couple of shows uh, because he happens to be a huge trivia fan. Oh, and he's he a big hockey fan, and, too. Uh, How are we yeah, so uh, he came on our Louis trivia Bossy? show and guest hosted one morning <laughs> uh, when we were at JM Lexus. Really? Yeah, nice. uh, you know, and, and of course he treated us uh, many times to uh, some great food there. It happens to be a personal favorite of uh, my grandchildren. My wife, they, loves they approve of Louis Bossy uh, greatly. So it, it's one of those places where the whole family can go for. And, and we've been to that Boca location a couple of times for uh, birthdays and stuff like that. And uh, always good, very reasonable too. I mean, the no, reasonably priced, good food. I don't know. I don't know if you know his backstory, but the whole reason. Yeah, why no, we're he doing came this event, from uh, a tough background for sure. Well, and he was a, a hardcore uh, heroin junkie. Yes. He almost died of overdoses a couple right. of times, and he pulled himself together and he's rallied. And he's had his share of ups and downs, as you know, people in recovery uh, sometimes do. But he just keeps on going and plugging away, and he's a huge success. And he's gotten uh, now promoted. I hear he's doing kind of more of a regional. Uh, oversight of the uh, big time restaurant group is the uh, group that owns all these restaurants, yeah. including Louis Bossy. But anyway, Yolo. looking Don't forward they have to Yolo that. Too, down there. No, Yolo, that's Yolo. that's no. the other one. That's the okay. restaurant people. That's in the separate uh, group. Right. But uh, yeah, this is uh, anyway. Pepe Pizza. It's not in the fountains, Defo. I don't want you getting lost. And then so, so where am I going? I mean, uh, I'm blowing past. Where the fashion GPS. Do I have to make any other turns besides besides being on university? No, it'll be on the left no, hand side. Just could, after. Louis made it sound like it was west of University somewhere. But it is. Just it's, it's make a right turn off of University, hour. and you'll go right into the complex. If you know where the old Plantation Fashion Mall and that Sheridan Hotel is, it's along. Uh, I'm going to be there. coming on 595, so I'm going north on University after that. Yes. All right, north on University, yeah. you're going to be making a left just when left. you get past north of Broward Boulevard. Yes. Just north of Broward Boulevard. Okay, yes. I'll find north it. of Broward right. Boulevard. Follow this. They have this amazing technology. It's called he GPS. Has GPS. He has I have it, I have it, but I, I don't like to turn it on. And I know we're running crazy. a little late today. Yeah. 
but uh, I just wanted to get a remark that, you know, Sarni, did, I don't know if you talked about it yesterday, but the sports equinox where we have, like, yeah, yesterday. said only the 27th time in history that MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL games were all in action on the same day. And he also threw in the MLS playoffs and blah, blah, because blah. We, all care uh, about you know, that. we, we uh, discount some of that. <laughs> but yeah. uh, they threw in like cool. uh, junior varsity high school volleyball also. I mean, the guy follows everything. It's great. I, I he admire mention, it, but uh, yeah. He, he didn't mention Keeneland, motherfucker. Come on. He's missing, uh, you know, he, he didn't know there was a great boxing match on uh, he does everything Saturday but night. And, and Sarni, he's losing his Sven, Svengali like influence Uh-oh. on because he's no longer an influence. He's been sending me some some ridiculous suggestions. Well, not ridiculous. I mean, he said when 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 uh, Swagger comes out that I should have I should go to a Barnes and Noble with Dave oh, Hyde yeah, to sign to books. And, and I was like, Sarni, I don't think anybody wants to get a book signed by Dave Hyde. I think they want Jimmy Johnson. Books. Yeah. yeah. And uh, imagine said, you you have the last copy of this book like fifty years from now, and uh, it's become like a, a classic Mayo up there with any it. sports book ever, and and, and you got. Your signature and Dave Hyde in there instead Mayo of Jimmer. And, and the auctioneer looks at it and goes, who, who the fuck are these <laughs> And then Sarney wanted us to do a segment on bookstore food and drink. And it's like, oh, there's nothing in a bookstore. Cars and no, I mean, uh, there's no to a bookstore Starbucks. anymore. They're out of business. Starbucks is like the only one. Although yeah. I got to admit that books and books down in Coral Gables and at the Arsh Center, they sometimes did these dinners with Alan Susser, who used to have Chef Allen's, and that was good. Okay, yeah. but that's a two-second discussion, not a full. Uh, if it was the name of a restaurant, the Bookstore, uh, you know, I, I could see going there for food. But uh, Bookstore, forget about it. Who's going to a bookstore? Unless I mean, if they had the racing form, maybe that's why I used to stop in there at Barnes and Noble. Although now I have an idea, maybe I should put together. It, it was like going in and asking for like in the Woody Allen movie where where he asked for a copy of Orgasm magazine. You know, like you're in <laughs> there, and people are buying like uh... <laughs> this man wants to buy a copy. <laughs> They're buying like the the Da Vinci Code was popular at the time with the hot women, and uh, and you're in there getting a racing form with a cap on backwards that says Saratoga, but you can't really make out that it's a track. Meanwhile, I appreciate that you always play that clip from Bananas about the dictator losing his. Oh mind. yeah, I've uh, always, it, I've right always there. loved that movie. I yeah. love that clip and the fact Classic. that like you're the only one who like dug it out. And, well, uh, it, it holds up. I default. Really, really well, it was so appropriate for the campaign in 2016. Yeah, we we had to do it. Yeah, and and, and unfortunately, it becomes more every day, as you like to say now, laced with truth every day. With, with each passing day, I was watching a couple of senators duking it out there uh, in New Hampshire. And uh, the two candidates for the Senate seat there. And, and the guy, the Republican candidate, I mean, literally, I mean, is as far like this guy couldn't have dropped in from anywhere other than Mars. <laughs> and be no, it's unbelievable what's going on. It's one more reason why I'm just I, I, I'm getting grumpier because I know the midterms are approaching and it's going to be yeah. it's not going to be pretty. I mean, truth, no, it's an ugly. I mean, we're in truth, bloodbath. Justice and the American way are falling by the wayside. And, Trump's going uh, to be selling Goya beans. And, uh, you know, Mehmet Oz will be selling some supplement that helps you take a shit. I mean, it's going to be great. Oh, man. Uh, all right. We'll see you later for lunchtime uh, in the lunchbox. Uh, Mike right. I'll have my, I'll find I'll have a place my happy so, face. As soon as I pass Broward Boulevard going north, I make a left into the next complex. It, That's what you're you'll, saying. You'll, yeah. Have you ever been to you that Sheridan the Hotel? Ever? Oh, the Sheridan Mall? Hotel is there too. Yeah, yeah. Sheridan. Yeah, have you been in there? For uh, you know, I'm sure in my kind of travails <laughs> here, I, I've been all over that territory. I've done stuff over that direction for sure. Even uh, but, but it's been a while. I mean, and I don't like to travel anymore. In '95 or any highways, uh, 
I'm at that point on, where man. I want to take Stay side roads yes, everywhere I go. you're a septuagenarian, and there are more direct No, it's because people are going... crazy, man. They're nuts. You we know, used if to you drive plug... uh, all the time, man, but uh, wow, it's prohibitive now, no? You're exasperating me. If you plug it into your GPS, it will give you a route that doesn't even put you on 95 if you want. You should just go. No, I, I, I'm, going, go I'm going the fastest way, no, no question. Is it the fastest? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people on 95, though, I mean, they don't really have your best interest in mind when they're driving. Sure. That, that's, I believe that. Certainly the most dangerous way. And oh, my God. I mean, way, anything could happen, man. Yeah. Factor the risk-reward equation. Into I'm the a board. decent driver, though. I still have reflexes, so it's good. You know. And That's I was always, I mean, growing up in New York, uh, and then I drove in L.A., so I had uh, excellent And, and I'm confused you know, by Louie because he says it's around the, around the corner. I thought you lived in Coral Springs. This is I'm at my parents. I don't uh, have a dorm room in my goddamn house. I'm at okay. my parents. Okay. Yeah. This is where I do the show, and they live in Sunrise, literally minutes from this location. I'm super. Uh, and his parents are coming to uh, Schnorr uh, some of the creepy pizza. It's not Schnorr. Mayo was incessant that we tell people. I did. Yeah. Right. No, this is gonna be great. It. It's gonna be a good time because they're in soft opening mode, and they were, they had slots available for uh, people, just general public, to come in and try their. Will wares people still and... complain on uh, Let's Eat? Of South course. Florida about yeah, a freebie. And, the thing is, it's a freebie, so they're not going to get the check. But as soon as yeah. the checks start getting printed out, this is in a new location that also has a new taco craft. Yeah. And the developer has the right to impose this fee that restaurants have to put on. It's They called it an entertainment surcharge. Oh, and geez. even though there's no entertainment or bands yeah. or anything like that, yeah. I don't know. It's like a 1% thing that gets added to every bill. And when Taco Craft opened there in that new plantation walk, Paul Casanova has, uh, has a piece of that, yeah. Yeah, but people are going wild on Let's Eat about this 1% oh, surcharge yeah. that it's not going to the state. It's not even going to the city of Plantation. It's going to the developer himself to offset the costs of whatever it is they had to pay for to develop this new Plantation Walk property. But So what are we talking it, about? Five cents on 50 bucks? Yes. Or, well, no, obviously. Um, it's, wait, it's not 50 It's 1% one, 1 of $100 yeah. is $1. So $50 oh, okay. is yeah. 50 cents. 50 cents. Okay. 50 yeah. cents. And, I got to uh, move the decimal point. Uh, all right, all right. We're going to we run. Get right. so we'll see you at 12 o'clock, Mike. Love you, man. Uh, I hope you're in better spirits. Go but, uh, you know, take a walk. We dig a, we dig a grumpy a mayo. Walk. I mean, I think you're at your best as a grump. Take a walk. Uh, take no, a I don't want grumpy mayo. mayo. I want happy mayo. Go walk. Oh, on, uh, on the other show. It. Yeah, it's got to be happy mayo. I want happy Come mayo on. over there. Okay, you can do whatever okay, you want. I will, I will, I will take some medication. And heifers. Like, what the hell? No, that's not what we do. We don't want you taking a bite of the clam pie and going, Oh, my God. I need this, eight things, and these nine. And then... No, that's no, the main. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take so go some walk. medication. I'll take some pills or something that. Uh, yeah, I bet Defoe's Defoe Swallow a lot something. of drugs. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe you can outpick your mom this week. And so I think so. Nikki Mohan, I think, is going to be. Oh there. yeah, beautiful. Lot. I don't know what the hell she going will be on. involved. I, I'm speaking with her now. She'll yeah, be involved with that. the show. Right? Okay. Will, All right, we'll so, see you later, Mike. I want to see you there, Defoe, because I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming. All right, man. If I'm not there, it's because I'm lost. All right, we got four headsets. One for, or I don't know. Doesn't matter. We're working out. I don't mind getting bumped on the show. It's okay. I, I, I can eat more. No, no, you can't. I'll get bumped today. You know, I'm in. You can't get bumped. No, you're, you're in rare we'll form. We'll see you soon. All right, so we'll see you later. Mike Mayo, ladies and gentlemen, the Gambling Gourmet. And we'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in at Degenerate Friday. A lot of fun Please. today. I thought uh, the professor uh, and uh, Mark Lawrence were outstanding. The Greek early on, maybe the line of the show, and uh, just fantastic. And Mike Mayo, you can see, as a grump, is more entertaining oh, here. than when he tries to be Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah he really sure. is. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll see you guys uh, later on, 12 o'clock, with Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. Okay. And then, uh, and don't forget about our Believe podcast. Yes, Want more Lang. selections. Brandon Lang, outstanding again uh, with a wild story. 
that he told uh, as he introduced uh, introduced us to his picks for this week. Uh, I would have to say, you know, it, it's probably one of the most interesting ways to approach the idea of having a handicapper on that I've ever been involved in in my life. Uh, all right, so so we'll see you next time as we leave you know that. The time. Oh, man, he was out of his mind this time. Oh, I don't believe it. It's not 9-11. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Let's go to my show. Oh, yeah.